Do we think it's time for a new theme song? No, I like our theme song. You like our theme Remix. song? I was thinking about how great it would be to just like be a hot girl with big tits and make money on the internet by being a hot girl with big tits. Why were you just thinking? Is that because I brought up Jaqueline? No, because I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw all the cosplay girls that I follow that are just... Are you paying to drink that girl's bathwater? Oh, no. No, but some, I did some guy that. vaped it. Some guy vaped it. Yeah, that, I, I, I saw that. Yeah. That's just goddamn awful. It's fucking awful. People do weird stuff. One of the girls I follow um, just posted an Instagram story about how she's selling her underwear. And I was like... Well, that's like comparatively normal. But but I looked at the prices and I was like, $200 for a used pair of underwear seems like a very expensive thing. I don't understand Well, how much what, is a flashlight? What would... A flashlight is like $72. Why is it so specific? Because I own one. <laughs> do you really own one? I do. A, a brand name flashlight, not brand a knockoff. Brand name flashlight. Not it's a knockoff Lisa head Ann honcho. Model. It's the what? It's the Lisa Ann model. Okay. Um, it's too much cleanup for what it does. That's my review for flleshlights. Well, aren't they like dishwashers, Dave? They're not going to be a fucking sponsor. Can't I don't you, know. Can't you run I know them through you're the dishwasher? To, you're supposed to run them under warm water first. <laughs> that just, well, that makes sense. Well, and yeah, then, and yeah. you have to use lube. Yeah, it's well, yeah. Um, that does seem like a lot of work already. And then you know you do the the business, but then it. you can pretend like you're having sex with a porn star instead of a plastic tube. I will say you're fucking a flashlight. It doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the inside of a vagina. But it doesn't feel unlike the inside of a vagina. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Grouching After Dark. <laughs> we've been again, bullshitting. Again I say, we've been bullshitting for an hour and a half, so this is what happens when we you should, walk into a conversation. We, we should be drunk, Joe. <laughs> yeah, not I, vampire Jim. Yeah, I can't get drunk. Not right now, I can't. I mean, I still feel like you could. Well, it, okay. But it's counterindicated. Right. It's, it's contraindicated. It's contraindicated. That's yep. the one. Counterintuitive. So, no, no. Contraindicated. That's the actual. But that's a mix of. I feel like that was okay. a mix of counterintuitive. And so, yeah. Right there, just to start for those that don't know, um, I got diagnosed with Lyme's disease. Uh, more like cool guy disease. Yeah. What? So as a result, so now I got to take Ritalin. When I was a kid, right? Wait, hold on. I don't know. I liked the sharp pop on that one, yeah, and the there, hiss leading up was pretty nice. T- yeah, I know. When I was well, a that's, kid, that's more yours. Makes the I always t- thought Lyme disease had something to do with the fruit, and then I found out it has a Y in it. Right. It has to do with Old Lyme, Connecticut. Right. Does it really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Did you see that's that? Where it thing? Got, it's where it got its name. I always thought the town was named after the tick. No. So, um, yeah. So I got. Um, I got. Remember the Noid? <laughs> I do. They make a. They made a Noid video game. Yes, yeah. they did. I have. I had. Have it. you ever seen a speed run of that? I know it gets broken as shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool to watch. Anyway, I don't know why that popped into my. Oh, because I said the tick, and the, the tick, tick and made the, me think of the, the Noid. noid. And... <laughs> Um, it, 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 it follows. Yeah. <laughs> Not the movie It Follows about the sex demon. It tracks. It tracks. It's, it's about STDs. Um, yeah, sex demon STDs. They're yeah. like the same thing. So, yeah, I felt like sexually transmitted demons. Oh. I'm going to do something with that. Option that right now. Right now. I mean, uh, they did already kind of make that movie when they made It Follows, but. But it wasn't a demon. It was a weird ghost. Uh, sexual transmitted demons. Copyright uh, 2019. Couch Crouches Incorporated. 
Are we incorporated? Do no, we incorporate? We're, no, we're not. But uh, I will say that we um, are. We do. We, that Couch Grouches is officially trademarked. Ah, we're yeah. coming for you, YouTuber. That was expensive, by the way. That was really expensive. Did you send the DMCA takedown notice to those other dudes yet? I, I have to get uh, my official document and I, that I intend to. I absolutely intend to. I need to. your papers. Funny thing is, they haven't posted anything on YouTube in like fucking yeah. years. Um, so yeah, I I've been feeling like I've been feeling like in, increasingly like shit over the past um, few months. I hear months. that's what it does. Yeah, over the past few months, I've been you know, and um, we're still trying to figure out exactly when I got infected mm-hmm. because I got the recently the the bull, the bullseye rash. Right. But the doctor thinks I was I was th- that was a reinfection and I had been infected already. Wait, <laughs> I thought that that just occurred around the bite site. No, actually. So what happens is it it occur- it does. That's where it starts. But then, so what it is is it's a rash that starts as a small dot and it kind of spreads out and then goes yeah. away. Mm. And untreated, you get more of them. Huh. In, in, in other, other places? places, yeah. Huh. So I didn't know that. Um. So I'm on a pretty wicked. Like I figured that the, the rash would only ever stay around the bite location. No, evidently, evidently, huh. yeah. So yeah, I um, I learned something. I uh, I went and he's like, oh yeah, and I got the blood test and like, oh hell yeah. So not only oh, you um, just full of ticks. Yeah, no, no. So I um, also That's a horrible image. I don't like that disease. image. Um, I also make it go away, Joe. I'm gonna be going to a rheumatologist mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I gotta say that rheumatologist. It's for fucking joint pain and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. I, th- um, I thought that it was because I know rheumatoid arthritis. Yes, that's exactly, yes. But um, I didn't know if it Lyme was, disease uh, can Lyme disease can cause rheumatoid arthritis. Ah. So right now I feel better than I did because of the antibiotics. Vampire right. bones go crick and crack. But I still have to take these for like another two weeks, and mm. they're not the most pleasant fucking antibiotics. Right. So there you go. That's what's going on there with me. Um, the boy is getting bigger. He is. Um, he's very yeah. He's like he was making a cool dolphin noise. And he's <laughs> punching the fuck out of your wife. He the funniest thing he does is he makes these high pitched screeches. Mm. Pterodactyl. So we call him a Peter Dactyl. Yeah. So um, yeah. See, he's a good kid. Um, yeah. Pterodactyl. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Gonzo, you survived fair. But I was. I felt like I had another totally off topic question. To ask Joe. Well, what you- I have forgotten. It was not that. Is it? Oh, what was I saying in the car ride over here? I was not there. Metal plates. So are you just like <laughs> trying to get her to break up with you or something? <laughs> no. Is I that just, your plan? Here's here's what's happened. Is <laughs> I've gone increasingly insane due to the children at camp. So like last night, I was just kind of. We were helping Josh. We're moving on to Joe now. We'll get back to Gonzo and Fair in a minute. We were helping Josh build stuff in Your his friend studio. of the show, Josh. Yes, my friend of the show, Josh. Um, we were helping him build stuff in the studio, and Josh and I were just doing dumb character voices. Yeah, that and sounds it, about right for both kinda, of you. just kind of continued into today when she drove me over here. You know, we you know we haven't heard uh, we haven't heard a uh, from a. A character voice of yours in some time. Oh, how is Mr. Timbley doing? Rimble Timbley. There he is. Rimble Timbley is currently back in court 
What um, did you do? This, uh, this time it was just a traffic violation, but I'm fighting it. Yeah, traffic <laughs> violation. He had, he had three children in his trunk. No, no. It has been explicitly stated that his previous felony was not child-related. Yeah, but this, but, do but, but, this new, but this new one might be. But, well, <laughs> traffic what, violation What was, was your previous felony there, Mr. I'll Timber? never tell. <laughs> <laughs> what the audience doesn't get to see is the fact that Joe does, does not I, wink I when he says that. I actually wink. I don't understand the way that people wink. I could blink, but it's much easier for me if I just go, wink. <laughs> and I think people get the concept a bit better. <laughs> so were there or were there not children in your car when you no, got pulled over? there was some hay bales that were attached improperly. So says the district attorney of Georgia. <laughs> really fleshed out the rich backstory here. Yeah, yeah but you live in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving through Georgia. On your way to where, Rimble? I was going to a hay bale factory to return <laughs> some faulty product. It's just called a farm, Timberley. It was a factory. <laughs> they had a machine that made hay bales. Out of what? Hay. <laughs> what did they make the hay out of? Horses. <laughs> Fair enough. <coughs> hay, oh. hay is from horses. I've heard people say that. See, this is this is what, if I ran an improv class, <laughs> I would just sit there and go, ask me a question. I got an answer. <laughs> yes, and. Yes, and... Uh, uh, oh. Goodbye, have, goodbye, Rimble. I have only ever no-butted in one improv exercise. Well, so, okay, well, no, I, yeah, I want to know what that one is now. What did the person present you? It was... Uh, we were doing... It was actually during Godspell. During my Godspell? During your Godspell, we were doing our prop game, and somebody said that oh, I yeah. bought them lingerie. And I shouted from the crowd, no, it didn't. It <laughs> never was it, happened. Was it a child? No, it was a person that uh, was we discussed before the podcast. Oh. <laughs> I remember my prop game thing. Oh, my goodness. I remember my prop game things. I, I, I think I it, had a plunger at one point, didn't I? You did. And I think that's what I came on with. Then I got swapped to the bowl. And I remember the bowl. <laughs> I was selling the bowl. And it was... a. To protect you, yeah. and you get punched, and the response is, "Oh, not so hard." That's how Houdini died. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think my fav- and you had sleeve hat. Yes, I think one of my favorite ones was we were playing. Um, sorry, everybody, this is totally out of context. Just fucking bear with us for a minute. Uh, we it's were fine. We're still in the first ten minutes yeah. of the show. We they were, know what this is. We were playing duck, duck, what? Yeah, and who was it? Andy, who was, was the slug? Was Andy, and Andy, Andy yeah. was and, coming and, around. Andy's going duck, duck. He gets to me, and I yell. Slug, and I just <laughs> no, no. I was going around. You were I grabbed around. him, so I'm duck, duck, duck. I get to Andy, get him. Slug, and he, <laughs> he stands up, up, and I drop on my stomach and start screeching forwards, screaming <laughs> because I don't know what the fuck a slug does, but in my mind, that's what it does. The it, both it, of you, it crawls around face down, screaming in existential agony. You, the both and of he you followed did it. me. The both you what you may not realize is that you both did it in synchronicity. <laughs> it was it was almost like synchronized <laughs> swimming because you both like he said slug. You got you got up and then. 
as he's getting up, you're diving. So he's like, and so together, you're, and you're just pulling. Like, I will say, it during, was like a sandworm in water during was, Sweeney. We did have some good improv games as well. The car I mean, ride no, one I was I never was part of that. I was always building a fucking oven. I really tried to make Sweeney as fun as possible, especially since um, Into the Woods was was rife with hell. Mm. I don't remember much of that one either. Yeah. So, but back to Gonzo and Fair. Gonzo, how was fair? Well, bye, Rimble. Goodbye. I'll <laughs> never leave, but I'll always say goodbye. But you you did leave. You were in Georgia, and we were recording Connecticut. You never know when I might come by. I might be in your house right now. I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> the waves got really low for all that. That's real quiet, it's, but it, I, it's think it's, I think it came through. It came through. It still looked like it was uh, higher levels <laughs> than uh, most of the sound bumps we play, so <sighs> that should come through. Fucking level talk. I can't deal with it. Just, Fair I, was good. Um, last last weekend. No, fair, fair is never good. I hate fair. And yeah, other than I other than Kool Aid Man. Oh, Kool Aid Man Come was on, really man. fun. Come on, man. Talk, talk, talk to us about fair. Okay, numb flashbacks over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll turn it off. Uh, <laughs> Should have stayed in numb. Well, yeah, uh, fair was. So Fire Me Sunday was fun as usual. Um, what so, is what is for people un- unaware? What is Fire Me Sunday? All right. So first off, I'd love to preface this with the fact that we don't get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the volunteers, the scripted cast, we don't get paid. So our payment to ourselves is we want to have fun with something. So the idea of it being, let's just fuck around on the last day because what are they going to do? Fire me. Right. It's the okay, last yeah. day, so it's Fire Me Sunday. Um, so some notable occurrences from Fire Me Sunday. Uh, Colette showed up dressed entirely as Keith's character from Fair last year. Okay. With the uh, gray cloak and everything mm-hmm. and his skull mask. Right. I showed up. I wore my armor, but I wore my skull mask as well, uh, which was a real pain because I guess since I had left it living in my car for a little while after uh, last year's fair. Mm-hmm. The heat kind of warped it, so it uh, really uh, dug into the side of my head. It was not incredibly comfortable. Right. Not to mention it was so hot and sweaty out there this last Sunday that every time I would take it off, I would look in the jaw, like the chin of that mask. Mm-hmm. It would just be a puddle of f- liquid. Fun. So, anyway... Um, as previously mentioned, I knocked down the, the fence at the end of the day. I was wearing a tabard of the Kool-Aid man in bright red. And I got, I convinced the uh, good guys to do three synchronized oh no's before from behind this fence wall, all the bad guys yelled, oh yeah. And I kicked down that wall. That was fun. Uh, there were a lot of nunny mm-hmm. thrown in there. You know, the, an- the anime nunny. Because, I shit you not, the script had nine separate occasions of just the word, what? <laughs> in, just on its own. It wasn't part of a sentence. Like, I think I mentioned this on an episode before. Mm. Uh, it wasn't, like, the word what as part of a question or sentence. It was just someone's reaction to something that happened. What? <laughs> so, we got a couple, nani? Right. 
Um, By the way, just because I get to be random too, I just looked up our um, trademark in mm-hmm. the Patent and Trademark Office. We are officially in the Patent and Trademark Office. So uh, Couch, Couch Grouches is trademark. Couch Grouches is a trademark. I own this goddamn <laughs> trademark. So, um, so does that mean you can license it out? Yes. Ah. It is. You want to use Couch Grouches on your T-shirt? Contact us at. Um, yeah. So, no, yeah, Joe, I, that that Joe, that was a plug for you. Oh, uh, couchgrouches at gmail.com, facebook.com slash couchgrouches, Instagram and Twitter at couchgrouches. And uh, we will charge you a nominal s- fee. Something somewhere between nothing and, and um, seventy five dollars per use. Per yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm not the one to contact about that, though, quite clearly, as I don't know what a dollar is. <laughs> um, if you also, want to use Couch Grouches as a trademark or want anything on the trademark, uh, of course, you also have to use our logo because it's tied to it. If you want Couch Grouches Couch to us, perform yeah. sexual acts upon you. There's only one of us that can do that. Trademarked sexual acts. Yes, yes. Why is there only one person that can do it? Oh, I mean, I suppose two of us could, but then there would be significant others that would probably be fairly upset about well, that. Well, it just listen. increases your no, licensing No, 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 listen, listen, listen. You're talking about sex. I'm talking about business. Right. It just increases listen, your licensing I mean, there. Regardless, I'm not, if I had to choose I'm not allowed to be an adulterer, but I'm sure I can get away with being a whore. If I was going <laughs> to send one of us to perform some sort of Depraved sexual act on a listener. Depraved? What do you think of me, sir? Because <laughs> I love how he knows. He's the, like, of course the it's going to be gone, so. If the listener emails in and they're just like, I want somebody to put chocolate syrup up their butt and then put it all over my face, and then I'm going to eat the chocolate syrup off of my face, and then I want them to put whipped cream up their butt and then put that on my face. I don't know. I feel like Gonzo would have the most fun with it. <laughs> I don't even have a good response for any of this. Seems right now. like it's Shit. up Gonzo's alley. I'm not saying it's up Gonzo's alley. I just think he'd have the most. Well, it fun would be up it. my alley. <laughs> Gonzo enjoys both food and ass play. My alley, in this instance, referring to my anus. <laughs> oh no! Come on, more than your anus is going to be involved. I think your rectum, rectum. possibly rectum. I hardly knew him. Rectum, damn near killed him. Um. And you know what? And if someone is industrious enough, and depending on how much money, your colon may also be involved. <laughs> well, it depends take, on the way cream can. More money. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, believe me, sir, <laughs> sir. I mean, you know. So. We may be whores, but we're not just giving it away. So anyway. Would I be the pimp then? Is that what I would be? You'd be collecting the $75. This is true. No, no, no. It costs more than $75 for that. Well, for the colon, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And you, mean, gotta, you gotta pay. And also uh, sign a liability waiver stating <laughs> that any damage done to your colon be paid on their behalf. Yes. Uh, we should actually just like start, start pulling to- together some insurance money for that. Oh. Uh, insure my anus and colon. <laughs> I really don't have... You have not left me with a great jumping off point for any of this. I'm the cream of the crop. I that, pressed it too early, but there you go. That's that Gonzo's is, anus. That, that is an un. Fortunate <laughs> currently. Um, so anyway, fair. Fire me Sunday. Yes. Um, so there was Kool Aid Man. There were skull masks, and I actually got away most of the day without any of the management seeing me in my skull mask. Oh. Until finally, I walked in like post scene five. So it's after I did my big flip out, hmm. and I storm off back into the building, and I walk in, 
And I turn, and there's Danny. And I just look at him. I go, hi, Danny. And he looks at me. He goes, you have answers, but they're not going to answer any of the questions I have. I was like, yeah, you're right. See you later. I'm wearing a skull mask. You told me not to. Fuck you. But but you didn't uh, do the right. voice. No, I didn't do the voice. Well, the, just like specifically last well last year specifically, I started doing the voice before anyone knew I had the skull mask. They're like, okay, you can do the voice, but you can't be Skeletor. And then I came in with this expensive skull mask, and I said, shit, that's kind of really cool. All right, fine, but that's it. You can do the voice and have the mask. And then last year's Fire Me Sunday, I came in in blue spandex bodysuit, leather barbarian kilt, leather shoulders and neck, 3D printed crossbones chest piece. <laughs> I walked around with a giant staff that I did not have the... Uh... Yeah, that's fair. I did not I did not have the ram's head on top of the staff or anything, but I just walked around as Skeletor that day. Um, Acceptable. So, so, so wait, you have a light blue bodysuit? Yeah. I, I've got uh, a headless, zen- actually it's headless, footless, and handless Zentai suit. You know what we need to do with that? Turn that into like a, a you don't play Fallout, but turn that into like a vault cosplay. That'd Could be, really be done. Cool. Could be, really be done. Cool. Yeah. Um, but so <laughs> the real highlight though of Fire Me Sunday for me was, all right, scene two. Joe, you, you came to see the show. Yeah. Uh, Jim, I'll give you a quick, and our listeners who didn't come see the show, which is like all of you. Sorry, Gonzo. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown of the overall flow of the scenes. Mm. Scene one, welcome to fair, yada, yada, yada. Scene two, here's the premise of the thing. In this case, it was, we're going to talk about how we're going to put this general on trial. It's General Traxxas, who was a big, scary black man in a skull face paint. Yes. Armor, power lifter body. Yeah. Mm. And he's the big, scary, angry murder machine. He's the big bad. Well, actually, uh, if you review the script for this year, no, he's the protagonist. Yeah. I'm the villain. He kind of did end up being like the protagonist. Yeah. No, the entire plot revolved around him. His redemption at the end of it, he was the protagonist. If Anakin Skywalker gets to be the protagonist of the, those movies, Taraxis is him. Yes. So, he walks out in scene two, carrying a baby. This baby's less than a year old. Is it a real baby? It is a real baby. It is a real baby, less than a year old. I know this because his mother was pregnant with him last year at fair. Did, where the hell did he get a working baby? His mother does fair. So he comes out carrying this baby. And he proclaims that this baby is the reincarnated sovereign. The baby sovereign. I've got a baby. And if I were doing something like that, I'd use my baby as a prop too. Well, it's not his baby. I would, you know what, but still. He borrowed this baby, but he proclaims that this is the baby sovereign. And it gets taken away from him because who let Taraxxus have a baby? This is bad. Right. And so instead of the normal plot being the being Traxxas just yada, 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 his entire reason for being so angry and doing all the other things is, God damn it, give me back the baby sovereign. He's my sovereign, and I need that baby. So scene three happens. I don't know what happened there. I'm not in it. Scene four, I show up. 
and Jeff is reprising his role as the Primarch, mm. who he played a couple years ago, and he played it sort of as the uh, DBZ abridged Frieza okay. kind of voice and characteristics. And I've always been a Piccolo fan myself, and I don't even like Dragon Ball, but I always like Piccolo. But it was pretty hilarious. Um, Mostly because it's green and his name's Piccolo. Piccolo. Like a pickle. But so get it? Pickle? Piccolo? I, I do get it, yeah. Thank you. And Vegeta sounds like vegetable. It's true. Or yeah. vagina. And uh, Kakarot. Is Kakarot a is a carrot. And Kakarot sounds like it's also a venereal disease. Don't forget about Frieza and his brother, Cooler. And their father, King Cold. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Akira Toriyama knows what he's doing. Yeah. He does it on purpose. Uh, but so he's reprising him and he's in the jail cell because he's the ghost of Primark and he's haunting him. Ooh. And he he does it exactly kind of like Ghost Nappa from, again, DBZ Abridged. Mm-hmm. Um, so that happens. We do the Team Rocket thing instead of the normal... Uh, Dominion salute or mm-hmm. oath of the Dominion Colette and I do the Team Rocket thing, which of course ends with Traxxas. That's right. Um, but then just by scene seven, I've crashed through the gate and I do my big rallying cry, which this time I even more so than before just ripped off things from Warhammer because Why that's not? what I do. Mm-hmm. I I am steering into the skid, this character, but I end it. Normally it's with, you know, in the name of the Sovereign. Mm-hmm. And everyone repeats after me in the name of the Sovereign. This time I said, in the name of the baby Sovereign. And everyone stood there silently and looking at me like, what do we do? Guys, guys, you're unscripted cast. Your line is... Repeat the fuck I say. Mm-hmm. And then they finally yelled it. And we went straight into the fight, which also was awkward because I guess we didn't technically tell them that it was going differently this time. Right. Instead of them, instead of Traxxas saying no or whatever and Colette hitting me first, mm-hmm. Traxxas looks at me and says, if they won't give us the baby back, purge them. So I made the first swing. And I did, and I go to make the second swing, and I see on both sides of the field, everyone's just standing there staring at us like, what, what's going on? What are we doing? It's like, guys, the final melee has begun. Scream and run at each other, then swing your crowbars. Just do the thing. Pretty much. But overall, it was a fairly successful fuck-off day. My body is just now starting to, one, get its voice back, and two... Stop being in constant pain. Um, my shoulders and arms are still fairly bulgy. And I, I, I have to say now, after three weekends of wearing plate mail, mm-hmm. I totally understand and agree with the Dungeons & Dragons ruling of uh, you need strength at or above mm-hmm. to wear it. I agree with their dexterity penalty to it. Yeah. And I agree with their rules for how long it takes to don or doff. Yeah. These are valid rules. Don't wear plate in the middle of the summer. This was dumb. I believe there's also increasing... A public service announcement from me. Isn't Isn't there also increasing difficulty for, like, resisting, like, heat exhaustion or... 
Of course, I imagine if we threw you in a pool, you'd have a hard time swimming in that mm. plate. Oh, oh, I didn't tell you. There, you, there was. You, you jumped into water. In no, that I plate. did not. Okay, I did not. Um, however, on the Saturday, last Saturday, yeah, um, there was really notably one incident involving me. Okay. So again, you saw the final melee. You know how it ends. It ends with. I draw a dagger to go stab Traxxas. Colette runs up. Jump Superman punches me in apparently the quote-unquote head. Mm. <laughs> and I go down, right? Right. So the, fa- the final Saturday, she loses her breath somehow and is standing over to one side coughing. And I'm like, huh. All right, well, I didn't know if she was really coughing or if it was acting. Right. Because... I've just had her in a chokehold, mm-hmm. which I'm not doing for real, but it's it's acting. Yeah. I'm not really choking her, but it looks like, you know. I do. So I'm choking her, and then I toss her aside. Right. And so she's over there coughing, and I'm like, either this is really good acting, or something like flew in her mouth or, or something, because she's coughing. Right. Okay. Well, here's my cue. So I, I do my line. And I start to approach him with the dagger, but because she was having trouble catching her breath, I got a little closer than normal, mm-hmm. which meant that she had to run to get me. <laughs> um, now I'm also going to take this moment to tell you I did not hurt anyone. Right. Good. So she runs, vaults up, comes down, connects, and her gauntleted fist goes right into the back of my head. Noise. My unarmored head. Right. The only thing on your body that's not covered in metal. And or some kind of clothing. And yeah. I don't know if uh I don't I don't think that I went out because I don't there's no significant gaps in my memory. Right. All I know is if I land on my back in that armor, I'm a turtle right. for two reasons. I think I talked about this before. But there's two reasons. One, the back plate extends below my waist, so I can't bend at the hips to sit up. Mm-hmm. The second problem is it's got these long shoulder blade plates that come down. So if I'm flat on those, I can't even roll my arms to move myself right, over. Right. And so I was always very, very careful to land on my side. Right. Unless I was deliberately being a dick, at which point I would land on my side, roll onto my back. That day, she connects with the back of my skull mm-hmm. and kind of, it's not really the next thing I know because I do sort of remember taking the fall. Right. You, just gotta, but, you, gotta, you gotta jolt. But for intents and purposes, next thing I know, I'm laying flat on my back and I'm looking up at her and she's looking really concerned. And I say, and I, I mouth to her, I'm fine, go on. But it's just, that's the only thing. I was so careful to land on my side every other time. And this, this time, when I got hit in the head, I land on my back. I might have, I might have flashed out. You might have, yeah. yeah. That's very possible. You got hit in the head with a metal gauntlet. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> apparently made a really cool sound. Great. Uh, people, people loved it. It's a great effect. Shame I can only do it the once. <laughs> uh, so that was my fair adventures. Like the for the edge. last week. It's like that, uh, it's just funny, it just makes me, what you just said, I can only do it once, makes me think of that um, old... Uh, Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck. Yep. 
thing. I think he, that's where I'm taking it from. Yeah. Um, because I remember that it's the one where he like eats, eats some nitroglycerin, nitroglycerin shakes himself the, around, drinks the and, gasoline, and then finally drops the match into his mouth. And, and then and the punchline is, is as he's a ghost. Yeah. But yeah, I think that is where I'm taking that from. And I've and I've been like, saying that for years. Every time, like I think I've said it to you. I've said it to JP. I've said it to Chris Ryan. Mm. Every time someone tells me I did something or you want something cool, it's like, ah, oh, I got a great effect. Shame I can only do it the once, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for recognizing. No, good stuff, dude. Good stuff. I, I understand why some people would not understand it, but. Yeah, it's not, not my fault that their lives are incomplete. All right. So, uh, that's that. We, we had Joe's corner, we had my corner. Jim? Oh, no. I mean, I talked about Lyme talk disease about and shit. Oh, like yeah. That. yeah. Do we no. want to do some Jamie? News? How you doing, Jamie? What? How are you? Oh, she's got the AirPods in. She didn't hear us. Oh, no. Oh, no. You didn't hear us? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. There it is. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> um, yeah. So um, I guess we're going to now move on to the news. So, um, Noise. I'll talk about the biggest piece of news that I want to talk about. Go we'll start it. big first. Um, I don't think we did. We talked about it a little bit um, last time. We talked about Sandman. We did. Oh, are you uh, going to read the article I sent Gonzo? No, that's fine. He can do oh, that oh, too. Did he send you an article? Yeah, but which one are you nope, talking about? I'm which skip, one you, no, no, no. no you it. talk about no, it. No, no. I, I just was going to postulate about a couple things. No, then you can totally do that. That's not at all what he sent me. Um, no, I, I, I. No, do it. I do no. it. Well, what is your article? Um, it. What, where is it? What the fuck? Can ah, we, fuck it. No, I'm lost. I'm lost. Shit. All right, Joe, go. Okay. Um, God damn it. I mean, I can talk about how. So we we talked about last week, Doctor Mario. There was some. There was a reporting on it that I was going to criticize. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it, not it, what I sent. Yeah. Into. Um, I've been playing. His the, also has to do with the. Um, with Mine the is tangentially Sandman. related. Okay. I've been playing Doctor Mario. Yeah, I have too. Um, so I haven't. Should I? It's okay. So this is the article that I that I got today. Is Doctor Mario World is a great game for two hours, then it wants money. So it's a mobile game. Yeah, it's a fucking mobile game. What did you I expect? Got, I got this review uh, from Vice. What did you expect? It, it, a Super the, Mario get, Run was a goddamn mobile game. You get a bunch of free levels for the tutorial, and yeah. then they go, okay, now you have microtransactions. Like, yeah, uh, it's it's Dr. Mario, essentially, except, you know, on your phone. And I, I guess there's multiplayer in it? Yeah, there is. I, I actually did some verses the other day. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Did it's you play pretty now. Cool. You got Bubble Bobble? No, that's Dr. Mario. Uh, I've been I've been using uh, Peach mostly, but that's just because Peach is my go-to character whenever it's you know Mario Party, Mario Kart. I've been using Bowser. Bowser does have the best power of the three. Yep, he does. That's why. Because Bowser gets to clear two rows instead of one. Yep, what about but, Luigi time? Yeah, yeah, but they're two random rows. Right. Luigi time. I think all of them are random. No, uh, Mario's I, is not random. Mario's Peaches is, not. is a random column. What about Luigi? Um, I haven't it, unlocked Luigi. I, unlocked. I know you can. I know there's Dr. Luigi and Dr. Toad. You should play Mario Party as Luigi. Otherwise, CPU Luigi just buys keys and wins. But I like to play as Peach. <sighs> That's n- oh, the, the noob new, mistake. The new Mario Party... 
there's one character that gets a really fucking dope because all the characters have yeah, special wow, dice. Luigi. All yeah. the characters have these special dice in New Mario Party where they get to use their own special dice. I've never played a Mario Party game before. Well, We're we, we've, we've talked about this, and actually I was thinking about this uh, just yesterday, I think. If we're going to do that, we need a capture card. Yeah, so that we can record it and put it on YouTube. That's yeah. fine. Um, but so, yeah, my first article is basically bitching about Vice's review of Dr. Mario and them complaining that it's a mobile game. Um, what the fuck did they expect? Fuck you, Vice. That's all I have to say about it. I mean, no, no, but here's the thing. Like, what did, what, what, I don't understand. Did they play Nintendo's last mobile release? Have they played any of Nintendo's mobile releases? Because Pokemon Go was full of microtransactions. Every mobile game is. Every mobile game is microtransactions. It's how you get your money. Because the mobile game developers realize that nobody really cares if we put ads in this thing. No one's going to pay the $5 per you know to unlock the pro version to get no ads. Yeah. So instead everything is free with microtransactions. Dr. Mario is smart though cuz the first 20 levels they give you unlimited hearts and you can yep. run through the levels as much as you want yep. and then after the the you beat level 20 then you go into now if you want extra hearts for the day or whatever you have to pay for more. I have not done that, and I will probably. And there's, I don't, I there's don't no see, reason in any of those in any of those match three games where they give you that sort of thing. There's no reason to because they recharge in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, they really don't take any time at all. Yeah, it's the anyway. kids. Yeah, it's the, the kids, kids who who are like, oh, I'm out of hearts. So I guess I'm gonna buy more. Yeah, it's it's the kids and the fucking forty year old guys like me that are just like, I must beat it. Right. But it's a mobile game, and there is no end. Gonzo, do you want to do your art? There is no end. And then maybe that will be a good bouncing off point for Jim. There is only temporary dopamine. Oh, no, no, I've I've given up. I'm just playing Mario. I'm just playing Dr. Mario right now. There is only temporary dopamine and the shiny addiction response. Dude, I'm trying to do these timed rounds. Fuck you. No, I don't don't like those. Yeah, see? See? I don't like them. I I do not like them. I I do not like them. I did not. I did not. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> so, um... We gotta watch that movie at some point. That Best Fiends yes. movie. Sorry. Sorry, Gonzo. Go ahead. Best Fiends. Was that the one that we watched the supercut of on the... No, that's the... What did uh, we watch the supercut of on the episode on, not to be released? That was horrible. What that really fuck? bad movie. I don't remember. I just remember that guy sitting in the garage. Was, I have secrets... Yes. I have the secrets. I have I have hacked into all the secretest secrets. Oh man, it was, of government secrets. It was it was kind of gloriously bad. Yeah, but it was but like it was oh that fucking was, movie, man. And then there was that whole um awkward sexual tension scene of like the cutbacks of him like eating the lettuce and then dropping the lettuce and then laughing about <laughs> it with the woman that wasn't his wife. What about the time that the was she high school or college? It's deliberately yeah. ambiguous. Was taking a shower and making eyes at him. Yes. I can't believe you killed yourself. I just can't believe <laughs> it. I can't believe you would do this. I can't bail you out of this one. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, this is how, this is, his wife did it, didn't she? She shot yeah, him. Yeah, the guy's wife shot him and then she put the gun in his hand. Said, why why did she shoot him? Because she was angry at him for working on the was, car. Yeah, he loved his car more than her, I oh, guess. Oh, no, it was because he was drunk at the party. 
Right, Maybe. and hitting on the other guy's wife. Was that the other guy's wife? I yeah. think so. The, it was very the unclear. European the lady. fuck was the name of this movie? I God don't know. Damn it. No, don't don't give it airtime. Okay. <laughs> we scrapped the episode, so uh, don't give it airtime. Uh, so yeah, fatal, fatal, fatal something, something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you got an John article? Constantine joins Neil Gaiman's Sandman universe with new Hellblazer comic. That's what I sent him. Yes. Oh, fair enough. DC is bringing John Constantine back to his roots, which I, ga- I gave a quick scan and, and look over this, and, you know, all right, IGN, fine. I'll let you have a couple of your things, though technically you are incorrect on a couple of your things. Like, new... new. Uh, so, anyway, today, n- not today, uh, a couple days ago, the 9th of July, 2019, which is a lot closer to today than... Those times that we quote new articles, which are actually 2013. Right. Those are fun, um, though. So, so apparently DC nice is bringing John Constantine back, and he'll be under the Sandman Universe imprint. Apparently they're getting rid of uh, the Vertigo. They have, yeah. they have gotten rid of Vertigo, yes, um, which is but, a goddamn shame. So July 9th, DC announced a new ongoing series called John Constantine, Hellblazer, which... It's like Hellblazer was the original run. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then for a while there, um, they were running John Constantine mm-hmm. as, as its own series. Right. Which I guess must have ended or something. Or, the, or they phased that I, I one out or something. I don't remember at this point. All I got to say is the art on the cover right now of the. Uh, or the proposed yeah, that, cover. That cover of him with the uh, tarot cards lighting the cigarette yeah. is fucking dope. Sandman Universe presents Hellblazer number one. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Here, t- so take a look at this. Cool. Oh, that is fun. Doesn't that cool. look dope? Oh, that's cool as shit. Um, so the new series will kick off in October with the one-shot special called, as previously mentioned, the Sandman Universe presents Hellblazer number one. Um, written by... Who's it written by? Um, Simon Spurrier. Okay. Drawn by Aaron Campbell. Okay. Um, and the ongoing series will follow in November, helping to launch the second year of the Sandman Universe imprint. DC confirmed that all four current Sandman Universe titles, The Dreaming, Books of Magic, House, Wisp- House of Whispers, and Lucifer, will continue alongside this new edition, which is kind of as it should be. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you get You get a new... A new series for uh, Swamp Thing in there, and the whole gang's back together, really. The John Constantine Hellblazer marks a significant change in direction for the franchise, which... All right, IGN, if you ignore the... Uh, yeah, it is a significant change, because DC has kind of, more recently... And I haven't read the John Constantine spinoff. Well, not spinoff, the reboot. The, right. The series titled John Constantine. Right, right yeah. You know, I'm a huge Hellblazer fan. Yes, mm-hmm. you are. Uh, never, still haven't gotten around to starting John Constantine, but it sounds to me like the, a lot of that and a lot of the new 52 DC Universe, and I mean, you see it in the WB DC Universe shows yeah, too. Yeah, but... but uh, they've kind of been using him and integrating him w- into, you know, the Justice League Dark yeah, and, and DC everything. did away with New 52, though. That's the funny thing, is they went back to a lot of... 
Well, it's like, uh, whereas beforehand. DC previously worked to integrate Constantine more directly into the DC universe during the New 52 reboot and right. through books like Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. this new series harkens back to the classic Vertigo, Vertigo incarnation okay. of the character. Opening one shot specifically builds on a moment from the original Books of Magic miniseries where Tim Hunter traveled into the future and encountered an older dying Constantine in the midst of a magical war. That version of Constantine is now somehow alive and in the present. So he will focus on Constantine's struggle to understand his current predicament and prevent that future war from taking place, even if it means killing Tim Hunter to break the cycle. Hmm. So it really kind of seems to me like it's, you know, this announcement is good for... News for fans disappointed by the recent news that DC is ending Vertigo. Yada yada yada. Well, you know, you notice, yeah. you notice. Okay, so DC, you know, you know, scraps the Vertigo imprint, but of course, there's a Sandman universe still because now they're coming. Now they're doing the TV show, right? Yeah, but also, I mean, they've worked the Endless into a lot of other things too. Yeah, but like, almost, the almost, Endless have appeared outside of Vertigo. Yes, they have. So, so. I mean, it's a good article. Um, <laughs> Joe, and I, I, I'm, oh. I'm looking forward to, to reading that because... Uh, so, oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So am I. And I should really jump on and at least find for the first couple episodes, or eh, not episodes, first couple of... Uh, issues? Issues. Mm-hmm. Find at least scans of the uh, John Constantine, right. yeah. the, the more recent one. Or you might be able to find a trade paper of a collection yeah. of a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Well, like, so, you know, full, full disclosure... Shut up, Joe. I can hear it I in your head. I can hear it in your head. So, full disclosure, um, I I started with Hellblazer reading, and actually I started with Sandman as well, reading, like, pirated scans. Right. And after getting through the first couple of uh, issues, it was, okay, no. No, get me these physical books. Mm-hmm. So that's when I picked up, you know, Sandman. I'm... I'm not saying it's correct to read pirated things or download pirated things, but at the very least, I'm following that thing that everyone says, which is, oh, I only pirated it so I could try it before I buy the real thing. No, actually, I did. And uh, I'm working my way up. I think I've got, like, I think I'm up to, like, the ninth volume of uh, the, like, you know, the collected. Right, yeah. Hellblazers. So like full on omnibus. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm up to volume nine and I've got the rest of them still on my Amazon wish list. And every now and again, when I pop on Amazon to buy something, I'll go, you know what? Let's just add one or two more of these volumes sure, onto this. Yeah, sure. In, into this cart. It's another, what, 30 bucks? Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. If I'm going to buy this thing now, let's add 30 bucks and I'll get more of these. And I'll sit right. here reading and rereading these. So, um, yeah, I just kind of want to be caught up with with the John Constantine universe there. See where we're at, see what's going to happen, get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped about this. So, Thus ends me. Gonzo. Good article, Gonzo. Thank you, Joe. Joe, go. Um, what about you? You haven't done any yet. I'll do mine in a minute. I'll do mine after Joe. So I have another article. Oh, no, no. I understand what Gonzo's saying. Shut yeah. up, Gonzo. Okay, fine. I'll go first. because you didn't go, go yeah, yet. Yeah, I know. We God. start with Joe. You're skipping yourself. I know. Um, all right. So uh, this is a callback to last week. Dave Batista's family comedy, My Spy, yeah. there you go. pushed back to 2020. No, it yep. looked so good. So hold on. It says, 
So they pushed the movie back, but not because of anything to do with the quality. Um, the uh, the word is da, 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 da. studio insiders say that the producer they love the movie and they're very confident. It seems that the reasoning might be that the movie. By the way, this is from SlashFilm.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems the reasoning might be the movie is being released too close, in too close of a proximity to Batista's current outing with uh, Kumail Nanjiani Stuber, which is the ah. cop in an Uber movie. So they think it's just too close. Uh, but, you know, both are comedic. Both are, you know, uh, kind of action-oriented. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be yeah. competing with yourself right. right there. Yeah, so I mean, yes, one is R-rated, you know, for adults and the other is family-friendly, but it's... I could see where, like random moron number 44 could think oh it's the same movie you know and mm. you know uh, so I mean, actually, that's okay that, 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 I mean, that'd kind of be um if they had played it that way more like you know hey you and your adult buddies come see this one and then take your kids and then take your kid to see the family-friendly version yeah so we'll see what happens um it looks like um it'll probably be sometime between january and that it comes mm. out so i just saw that article randomly and i'm like gonzo it's a fucking movie you were talking about all yeah. the time yeah so it, the trailers looked hilarious yeah no I, I it does look like a funny movie I, I i can't deny it joe speak now so my articles kind of have a theme this week because my first one was a, a dummy who didn't realize that dr mario would be a mobile game my <laughs> second one comes from business insider we tried Burger King's new $1 tacos and found out they were nothing like what we expected. The problem is they expected Burger King to make good tacos. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> like, is that the impression you got from the That's, article? So they go through this article and they talk about their experience getting them. Let me read a few quotes from this article. When we went to order the tacos, the cashier didn't know what we were talking about. To be fair, it was the first day the tacos were available. We spoke with a manager who confirmed they did indeed have tacos, but spent five minutes figuring out how to ring them up. The kitchen staff seemed confused and upset when they had to make tacos. Almost like you're going to a Burger King where they make burgers and sometimes a chicken sandwich to order a taco. Yeah, but you know that I'm going to do that now, right? (laughs) Eventually, we got our tacos, but when we removed the first taco from its stylish sheath, we immediately understood why it only cost a dollar. We were baffled by the warped, greasy shell, which looked nothing like the advertisement promised it would be. Neither yeah. do the burgers. Almost like when you look at the picture, it's made to look really good, and oh. then you show up, and it looks like shit, because you're at a fucking Burger, Burger King. King. Have you ever seen that behind-the-scenes video of how they film? I forget yeah. what it is. But it's this specifically built robotic contraption yeah. mm-hmm. that... Starts with an empty glass, travels forward, pouring into it, tips the glass the other way to get it to splash perfectly. Then, as the camera, also robotically controlled, zooms backwards, these two panels shift in from the bottom to make it look as though this has been sitting on a table the whole time. And it is this amazingly choreographed, animatronic robot perfectly framed bullshit Rube Goldberg device. I was going to say, sounds like the, like the most expensive for a glass Rube Goldberg just, device. Just to get right. this beautiful shot of, and like it drops ice in it mm-hmm. from from one angle so that it rockets up and around to get that 
like visually impressive swooping down mm-hmm. and in bouncing up yeah. like throwing dice mm-hmm. it's an amazing device but yeah this is this is how advertising works my, my favorite buddy. part of the article is when they compare the taco they got to the advertisement okay for comparison the advertisement shows a perfectly symmetrical golden golden tortilla shell Stuffed with ground beef, sauce, shredded cheese, and lettuce. The shell was far from golden, and it clung lopsidedly to the filling. Floppy bits of lettuce struggled to escape from the tortilla's icon clutches. The shell was crispy, but it was borderline overcooked and drowning in grease. So, so, okay, so it sounds like this guy's doing a goddamn food review at fucking Burger King. For the $1 Burger King taco. You know what? If I eat a $1 Burger King taco and I don't get syphilis, $1 well spent. So here's the thing. A few years back, Burger King released the Whopperito. Wasn't a yes. few years back also when Burger King foot lettuce? Yes. Yes. I forget when that was. But I went because I was intrigued by the concept of the Whopperito. The Whopperito. The Whopperito was awful. Of course it was. But I went to Burger King expecting something awful, and I got something awful, so I wasn't disappointed. They should bring back Cheesy Tots. I love Cheesy Tots. Listen. Cheesy Tots were good. Listen, Burger King has my favorite of all chicken sandwiches, and it's not even a good chicken sandwich. Is it chicken parm? No, it's just the original chicken yeah. sandwich. Because their chicken which, parm was, which the was chicken not par- great either, but I enjoyed. But they, they have it out again. The chicken parm is an original chicken sandwich. With fucking sauce and cheese on mm-hmm. it, it's all it is. Um, Who is it? Is it? But uh, like, I don't go to Burger King yeah. for quality food. Is it McDonald's right. that's trying to do like some of their like their international uh, stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. Have you had any of it? No, no. Not. But I've been thinking about I, getting I a Stroop Waffle McFlurry like every time it I drive past. I, I don't. I don't. I can't. That's I don't eat fast food anymore. <laughs> But like, but yeah, like I, I'm intrigued. Yeah, fuck this guy. If I pull but into a Burger King and I get a Whopper, I'm not expecting the picture on the menu. I'm expecting a greasy, floppy, wet sandwich. Dude, oh, for the Whopperito or for the for for, the, for just the Whopper? That's yeah. what I'm gonna. So if I ordered a taco, I'm not expecting even Taco Bell quality Dude, tacos. If I get a, if I get a one dollar taco from Burger King and that shell is actually crispy, uh, that's money well spent. Right. I'm so, trying to see. Oh, I do. I do. No, McDonald's.com will not use my device's location. Fuck off. Fuck you. <laughs> to be fair, I don't even let Amazon use my device's location. Neither do I. I barely let Google use my device's location. I don't. And it's a Google phone. Hmm. Oh, that's funny, actually. But, like, I just pulled up some of their. They got the Grand McExtreme Bacon Burger from Spain. Which sounds like something that would also be in, like, Arkansas. You don't want a Grand McExtreme Bacon Burger? I just feel like that's something that you could probably already get. What is in an extreme bacon burger? Well, here, instead of that, do you want to go with the Double Grand McExtreme Bacon Burger, also from Spain? I just want to know what makes it extreme. All right, let's learn do more. They like, do they like? Do they pour, like, it v- is only, vault all over It is only something. 750 calories. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> only. Doesn't he, sound that in extreme a single so burger. far. Uh, let's see here. But that's what just the burger. Grand McExtreme Bacon Burger features thick-cut applewood smoked bacon. Yeah, well, Burger King's been doing that for yeah. fucking as long yeah. as I can remember. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, topped on a quarter pound of 100% fresh beef that's cooked with yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. There was smoking McBacon sauce. I don't know what McBacon sauce is. I think it's Two slices bacon. of savory real Gouda cheese. 
on a sesame seed bun. But what makes it extreme? It's, do they serve it to you on a snowboard? No, it's got to be in. It's, do they? Uh, it's got to be the McBacon sauce. The most, do they? Does is the McBacon sauce made of like like um like skateboarder cum? It's like ma- what is yeah. it? What, it's, like, it's Tony Hawk's piss. Yeah, it, uh, that's drizzled over the. Burger. Or like or like it's does beef patty? That's the quarter pound bun. Does smoked do, gouda cheese? Do sweaty dudes in like affliction t-shirts ah. rub the sandwich on their balls before they serve it? Is that what makes it extreme? Well, here, here, I got some uh, ingredients for you. We're gonna skip over the uh, the bun, the beef the... patty, the bun. We got the smoked gouda cheese. But that's just cheese. Gouda cheese, just really. Gouda cheese, yeah. Um, McBacon sauce ingredients: soybean oil, water, tomato paste, sugar, white wine vinegar, capers, egg yolks, salt. Contains two percent or less. Cucumbers, baker's yeast extract, natural flavors, autolyzed yeast extract, okay. distilled vinegar, caramel color, lactic acid, xanthan gum, onion, garlic, sodium benzoate preservative, calcium disodium EDTA to protect flavor. Contains egg. Okay, so do you know what that is? That's Big Mac sauce. They just described Thousand Island dressing with fucking pickles in it. It's got some capers in it. Yeah, they, yes, that's that's Big Mac sauce. Uh, thick cut applewood smoked bacon. It's made of bacon. Onions. Ingredients. Onions. <laughs> wait, wait. Onions are the first ingredient? Onions. Ingredient. Onions. No, that onions is one of their the items most... that they're listing ingredients for. Oh. The ingredients to onions is... Onions. onions, the most extreme, and then don't fast forget the grill sandwich. seasoning ingredients: salt, pepper. <laughs> the most extreme fast food sandwich you can get right now is the Cheeto chicken sandwich. Yes, from KFC. Yes, well, we're gonna skip over the Struwwelwaffel McFlurry because that I genuinely want to try. One I, I would, those. I would get that. I like Struwwelwaffel. I could take or leave McFlurries, but sure. We got cheesy bacon fries from Australia. Ingredients: cheese, bacon they fries. They definitely released that in America at one what? point. What? Cheesy bacon fries at McDonald's. No, they have. They've, they've, yeah, they've had that before. Tomato mozzarella chicken sandwich from Canada. While I am intrigued, what is that from Canada? while I am intrigued, I don't necessarily trust mozzarella. <laughs> My McDonald's. I remember. You guys are. You guys are probably too young to remember this. But I remember McPizza. I remember McPizza. I remember McPizza. I don't, so I'm curious as to how Joe does. I remember McPizza because I also remember getting pizza from Burger King. I don't remember that, but I know that. Um, and I evidently, getting pizza and yeah. hot dogs from Burger King yeah. at one point in my childhood. I remember hot. I remember dogs. hot dogs from Burger King. Yeah. But McPizza. McPizza, um, yeah, it died. It, it died in the nineties. As of two thousand nineteen, McDonald's pizza is only available at McDonald's located in Orlando. Joe, next time you go, you should get a McPizza. Yeah, no shit. You know um, you're gonna go. Did I tell you guys that I finally got my passport? You, you did. did. I'm yeah. terrified. You'll be fine. It's I'm terrified. You'll be fine. Yeah, but I'm gonna be all alone. Just don't fuck the strange women. Or do I mean I live mean, your life, man? <laughs> I'm not your supervisor, dude. I was I was t- totally hoping to like at least like there are Mayan ruins, so I at least want to like take a child to the top of a ruin and sacrifice it and right. ro- roll its head down the stairs you like do. you're supposed to. When in Rome, that will Roman ensure issue. a good harvest. <laughs> yeah, or and, alternatively, that the sun does not die. Exactly. You I, you understand? Okay, that's good. Um, do I have another um, article? <laughs> Let's take a look. Ingredients: onions. Uh, onions. So, 
ogre. I gotta say this. So uh, this isn't a specific article. Onions but ingredient ogre. This is meat. Oh, ogre. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really slow on the uptake, and um, my fucking iPad just nerd. Oh, Look, shit. I did it for you. God damn it. Oh, there's great. A, there's a pop. Nope. No! There we go. Oh, that one actually came through this time. Yeah, I turned it up. That's why. Um, I can see it on the on the on the bumps. Um. So I've been reading reporting about people, and these like I've I read like Hollywood Reporter, Variety, Collider, um, a lot of the a lot Collider. Of, I just met her. A, a lot of the you know effectively mm-hmm. you know like uh, what's the word I'm looking for reliable sources. All right. Um, talk trying to predict what's gonna happen this weekend at. The Marvel, or not this week? Is it this? Is Comic Con this weekend, or is it next weekend? Um, but the uh, the I think it's next weekend. Yeah, the um, the Marvel panel, right? Um, and what is um, uh, you know what what's what they're gonna show? And uh, by the way, uh, Comic Con is next week. Uh, Kineticon is is right now started this week. Yes, a uh, friend of the show Jordan has his press pass and is going for free. And actually had an extra one. I could have gone with him, but I didn't. I didn't. Have, I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm reading these articles, and besides them going, oh well, we've heard this, this. I mean, pretty much the same shit that you've heard over and over again. Mm-hmm. But it's these reputable news sources going to like the just the most ridiculous people and like treating them like they're um uh authorities mm. like some dude from comic book got like variety some dude from comicbook.com actually got on variety and was like oh it's going to be so pivotal it's going to be so important it just pretty much it's it just they're them saying absolutely nothing and it's like yeah. i know you guys need clicks but Jesus Christ, your fucking variety, your fucking Hollywood reporter, surely you can find something out. I'm sure nothing. Like, oh, well, they're going to show a trailer of Black Widow. It's like, uh, do you know that? No. Variety, if you uh, want to get some insight from some people who like Marvel, the Couch Grouches are available. Uh, and you can find us, couchgrouches at gmail.com <laughs> or facebook.com slash couchgrouches. Or you can add us on Twitter or Instagram at couchgrouches. And we'd be more than likely to, to send some predictions your way because we have just as much authority as some putts from comicbook.com. Yeah, I just, yeah. Or you'll have to pay me a lot of money to put chocolate sauce up my butt. <laughs> Why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, um, that's it for the news. <clears throat> All right. So what are we here for? Um, well, so we've been kind of, um, we've been kind of, um, is what have we been here trying to think of it's an hour long stuff uh, to talk about first lately. half. Yeah. Oh, stuff man. to talk about lately. And, um, you know, we have, so we have a, um, a running list, a running list. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's, yeah, it is what it is. And, um, it's mainly backup ideas for if we can't think of anything. Right. Um, and today is one of those. Um, but this one is kind of, um, I tried doing this one solo. 
Mm. We're going to talk about Star Wars today, and we're going to talk about why we love Star Wars and how we fell in love with Star Wars, and pretty much... No idea how this could have ended poorly for you doing it alone. Why Star Wars? It ended... So, <clears throat> I tried to do it three times. I think I talked about this on a previous show. I tried to do it three times um, as a solo show, just, mm. to, just to put... just to. Because like it was one of those weeks where like where, you were gone and Gonzo was sick or, or something like that, mm. and I'm sitting here all by myself. And maybe it was because I was depressed anyway. But mm. all three times ended up just being a treatise on my mental health issues. Okay. Like it was kind of funny. It's like yeah, so Star Wars, it was great, you know. And I was uh, when I was a kid, I was an imagine. Had my imaginary friend was Yoda because I didn't have a lot of friends and things happened. And you know, I, my parents were divorced and my mom really wasn't nice to me. Oh, it just spiraled. So I was just like, holy shit! Um, and I tried it like three times, and really specifically went like, like you know, you know, no, we have to just don't do that, yeah. don't do that, don't do that. And I, so uh, hopefully we'll have an easier time with uh, with the three of us doing well, this. We've got a... Ah, that was loud. We've got a good energy going today. So I didn't, I didn't think this was going to work on my iPad. I'm very my excited. asthma. <laughs> my asthma. Uh, so um, all right. So how would we start this? Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, well, what? you're old. When did you start? Okay, so Star Wars. Okay, I guess we are going to start with me. Um, <laughs> I'm helping. So when people ask, you know, if you ask, people ask me, you know, oh, are you a Star Wars fan? My response is, I'm a guy over 40. Mm -hmm. Like 80% of my demographic is a Star Wars fan. Yeah. So... Um, I was born in 1976, so I was born a year, less than a year before the release of Star Wars. However, Star Wars was in the theater from 77 to like 80. Right. Um, and then after that, like when, this is back when movies were in the theater for a long time. We've said this many times. Mm -hmm. But like Star Wars was in a lot of theaters right up until Empire mm -hmm. came out. So, um. Star Wars was not the first movie I ever saw. No? No, the first movie I ever saw was the in, in the movie theater at least mm -hmm. was the Muppet movie. Okay. Um I don't cuz I guess I guess we don't count like my dad doesn't count drive-in movies. Hmm. Cuz evidently when I was a baby, he went to see Star Wars at the drive-in, they took me to the drive-in, and I guess I just like stared at the film and I was engaged by it. Well, were you? How old were you then? When I, I was a baby. So that doesn't count. That'd I would be no, like saying no. that uh, that your son's first interaction with like your friends is, or one of your son's first interactions with people is me looking at him and that's a, that's a big baby <laughs> telling him white power <laughs> because that's not what I said. Or don't shake the baby. <laughs> I forget what I what was I saying to him that Jamie thought was me. No, I thought power. it was white power. What, no. what was I actually saying? Um, fight the power. Oh yeah, fight yeah, because fight the power. Because yeah. uh, Jamie was saying it's time to go to bed, say good night. I said, indeed, you are powerful as the emperor has foreseen. I, I mean, I'm just. I, I, I said to him. I said to him, no, you do what you want. Fight the power. And Jim goes, did you just tell my baby white power? Your power is a weak old man. That is also an unfortunate soundbite. <laughs> 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 
How did you get into Star Wars, Gonzo? So, I distinctly remember. I don't remember a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So this is like a noteworthy occasion. I distinctly remember. I don't know how old I was. I was young. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was in my old house. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we moved to my to the current house in uh, either late ninety four, early ninety five. Okay, I believe because the uh, foundation has nineteen ninety four in it. Mm-hmm. Like I graduated from high school that year. But so we moved. So that had put me at five years old. So I was somewhere before five years old. And. I remember being in the basement of that old house, which was sort of the basement, like, also playroom. There was a TV down there, too, you know. Mm-hmm. And I remember small TV, which is watching Star Wars airing on some some cable network. What year was it? 94. It's on cable, though? I think it's so. Probably HBO. It was either cable or antenna. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I remember when it, and I'm just gonna inter, I'm just gonna interject occasionally. I remember the first time it was ever on network TV. Mm-hmm. It was on the it was on um, um, CBS. Hmm. I remember because they still do that. Well, I remember because um, it had never you know the, uh, this is before you could you could rent Star Wars, but you couldn't buy Star Wars. Right. Um, the video stores didn't. You know, if you if you tried to buy Star Wars, it cost you like eighty five dollars to buy Star Wars. I know that because my dad did buy me Return of the Jedi for Christmas once, mm-hmm. and, it was, and we went to the video store and they had to order it for him, and he paid like eighty five dollars because back in the day, a video store would pay like eighty five dollars for a video, and they'd make that back real quick by with with rental yeah, fees. Yeah, just renting it out. So I remember Star Wars was first time ever it was on CBS because we we taped it, mm-hmm. and we taped it on. We had a beta. We had a VHS as well. We had a beta mm-hmm. downstairs. And um, there used to be, there was no remote to the VCR, but there was a, uh, a wired remote pause button that was specifically for if you were watching something, when the commercials came on, you paused it. Hmm. And uh, I was in control of that button. And that didn't work out too great. So for years, my videotape version of Star of, of the first Star Wars movie mm-hmm. had a bunch of like bad commercial bits in it. So, but so uh, sorry. I mean, shit. Maybe that was the same one. No, 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 dude. No. This this was the, I. This was when was that? Was no, it, no. If was, you were fucking up was, commercials, you weren't in high school. No, you this right. Was, this you was, right. This was I. I think I was. You weren't born yet. Time is weird. I was like, yeah. se- I was. Like I don't se- understand. Time. I was like seven or eight, so it was like eighty three or eighty four. See, I don't understand yeah. time, but so I do remember watching it on you know, this TV this screen, and uh, just sort of falling in love with it. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, so you know, when you like get out of elementary school, you kind of get that folder full of all the work that you did yeah. growing yeah. up and everything. There's uh, a couple very Star Wars-centric things in there. From, like, second grade, mm. first or second grade, when we were learning about homonyms, you know, we had to kind of write this book with homonyms to demonstrate them. And mine is full of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, just straight up full of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, 
including a rather gruesome depiction of um, of uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru burnt up next to the 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 how the hut there on like they're charred skeletons. I forget what word I was attempting to uh, depict as part of that scene, but mm. there exists a like really young me drawing of that. Um, there's a lot of like full construction paper drawings of like Luke Skywalker's lightsaber and R2-D2 and shit. Because mm-hmm. R2 has been my favorite character by forever. The, by the way, Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope made its network t- television debut on CBS February 26th, 1984. So I was completely yeah. correct. I was, yes, you I was, I was yep. seven or eight. Yep. But so uh, yeah, I've loved R2. It was my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was the first time I saw it. Right. And I actually remember then going to see it in the theater when they released the uh, special edition. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. My grandmother took me to see it, and I enjoyed it. I it, it was actually, the first special no, edition that cut. Fir- that first, that first Star Wars special edition, with the exception of a couple of the, the little silly things they added, it was actually really cool. I saw that movie in the movie theater, like no lie, because that came out. So it was. I, don't know, I still kind of like Lapty Neck as a song. So do I. That was Return of the Jedi, though. Return of the Jedi was... Horrible. Empire Strikes Back had a great special edition, too, especially all the stuff in Cloud City where you could, like... Yeah. Instead of the white walls, they actually showed, like, what right. was happening yeah. outside. It was really cool. But um, I think I saw Star Wars in the theater... I, I think it was, like, 15 times. And I saw Empire. I know I saw Empire 20 times. Because it was like, all right... It's Friday night. Let's go see Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Wednesday night. It, hey, it's cheap movie night. Let's go see Star Wars. That first weekend that Star Wars came out, the, the, the special edition came out, I think we, we, me and my friends went to go see it like five times. Like uh, I actually didn't even see Empire Strikes Back for a long time, though. Mm-hmm. I think I so kind of... Like 97, so I may have gone with Ellie. I think I had kind of skipped uh, Empire Strikes Back for a while there in my Star Wars education, too. I went with Rick. I know that. Just because I distinctly remember um, my neighbors across the street used to babysit me and my brother. Yeah, keep talking. I'm sorry. Um, And there was one time they had rented Empire Strikes Back, and we sat down to start watching it. And kind of as we're just about getting to the climactic Wampa part, Mm -hmm. it was time for me to go home. Uh. And... I never wound up seeing much farther than that Mm -hmm. because also my brother was terrified of the loud noises that movie theaters make. Ah. And especially when you consider the fact that who does the sound for star Wars It's THX. Mm -hmm. And what does THX do at the opening of the the, the film? Yeah. So uh, he didn't really want to go back to the, to the theater to see any of the special editions because my grandmother used to take us like every time she had to babysit us there'd be okay let's go see a movie it'll keep the kids occupied but well no matt's got to be a little 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 fraidy cat mm-hmm. and so we can't go see him so yeah okay. that's kind of how i got started with star wars how about you joe that's an interesting question because i don't really know 
I have very distinct Star Wars based memories. Jedi Rocks is also a good song, but I really like the the, the musically lapty neck. So I hate Jedi Rock. What are you talking about? My my parents both were not (laughs) at all Star Wars people. My parents were not like sci fi. The, the, my parents the were CG not. Size noodles was it's, like awesome. it's because your dad has no emotion. My dad likes sports movies and yeah. historical movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, and my mom. Your dad always seemed like a kind of guy that like, kind of all of a sudden one day just learned a lot about World War Two. Mm, no. <laughs> no, he's he was Civil War. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, no, that also makes sense. Um, yeah, that does. I've met him. And my mom got really burned out on anything sci-fi because her brothers all love Star Trek. All right. So she never got into Star Wars at all. Fair enough. Um, uh, yes, the great Star Trek wars. So, oh, we have an interesting question about that. Not to be confused yeah. with the vast migration of Star Wars fans. That was the Star Wars mm-hmm. Trek. Thank you, Futurama. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Matt Groening. I'm stealing do, your work. I do distinctly remember being three years old and being in preschool and having a pair of Darth Vader sneakers that I loved because they had Darth Vader on them. And I knew who Darth Vader oh, was, and I knew what Star Wars was. Y'all bringing back some repressed memories over here. And there was a girl named Alyssa Koch who came up to me in preschool who said, those are the coolest Star Wars shoes ever. And I was like, I know, right? And that's how I made one of my first friends in preschool. Most, Im- most impressive. Are you still friends with her? Sort of. She lives in Rhode Island now, but we went all the way through high school together and we're friends. Oh, cool. Um, but, and like her mom and my mom are still friends and stuff like that. So it's not like I wouldn't ever see her again. She just lives in Rhode Island now. And I re- She listen? I don't know. Maybe. It's a possibility. Alyssa, if Hello. you're listening, you could email in. Hello, um, Alyssa. Alyssa, I have not once... Since you moved to Rhode Island, made a joke about you sucking my dick. Yeah, I I'd legitimately like have never even heard of you until right now. <laughs> um, wow, that 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 it's that, an inside joke that got dark quick. <laughs> yeah, in fair, well, it's a very inside joke between me, Alyssa, and my friend Sam, who yeah? used to date Alyssa. All right, I thought that was just how you treated like all your female friends. No, I mean it is consistent, at least, but. I also have a memory it of tracks. Being, consent. I have a memory of being like <laughs> five years old. And I remember I was watching Star Wars and it got to the scene where they're in the trash compactor. Yes. And they're getting is it Han or Luke that gets pulled under? Luke. It's Luke. so I remember watching that, and that's the only scene of that movie that I remember from that viewing because I was horrified. Yeah, fair enough. That's pretty scary. Um but I, I, for a long time, I didn't even realize it was Star Wars until I watched Star Wars again and got to that scene and was like, oh, shit, this is Star... I remember this. This is Star Wars. But Jim, I also... help me. Why can't I remember that creature's deep lore name? Dianoga. Thank you. That but was going to really bother me. I also, like Gonzo, had a folder full, full of Star Wars... <laughs> Star Wars-related things, including the picture that I showed you of my Star Wars Episode Seven poster that I drew of, like, <clears throat> an angsty teen Yoda and, um, a, like, Kamino assassin. 
<laughs> doing battle with each other. And I think I called it something like Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Returns or something like that. Like, I wasn't that far off from The Force Awakens. On the name, at least, but, yes. But it, there definitely was not an angsty teen Yoda f- fighting nope. what I, was essentially like Asajj Ventress. I did not see any of that when I saw that movie. But I, rem- I drew that because I loved that. Star Wars Clone Wars animated series that was made by the dude from uh, uh, Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack. Um, yeah, um, Gendi, that, that's, Tartatovsky, yep, that is, Tartatovsky, yeah, Tartatovsky. Which all of that series is on YouTube, and I went back that's and rewatched amazing. all of it. I own it's it. Fucking it's fantastic. Mind you, I say I own it. It's two fucking DVDs. Yeah. It's, it's so short because they're yeah. all shorts. My favorite still episode, went on longer than Firefly. It's true. <laughs> My favorite episode of that is the is the Mace Windu one. Oh yeah, where he's like running through the field. You and... mean the one that explains why uh, why Grievous is coughing? In yeah. No, movie? that's that's the very last. That's yeah. the very last one. No, um, the one where he's like got like the he's got like the the rice paddy hat yeah. on, mm-hmm. and he's just walking through, and like the, he annihilates the droid army. One yeah. of my favorite ones is he sticks his hand out and he opens it and one of the droids, like all the screws and bolts just fly out of them and the thing falls apart and then he takes all of the metal from that droid and just throws it at other droids mm. and blows them, like shreds them. Yeah. That's, I gotta fucking yeah. watch that. I gotta fucking watch I was it. also a fan of the Kit Fisto episode. Where, where he, he has, makes like sonic fire, yeah. like like sonic uh, bubbles. Yeah, that, that is awesome. That series did a lot of my like inspiring of like cool Star Wars things. Cause you know, and also angsty Yoda, and also angsty Yoda, where like, I felt when I drew that picture, my head canon of it was Yoda used to be like normal human size, and as he got older, his race shrinks. So like angsty teen, he was like human sized and beginning to shrink. I don't know why I had that thought. I have I have, r- no I have read Stranger why. Things in officially licensed works. So when I was a kid, yeah, I, I me truly too. have. Me too. So remember kid, the Yuzhen Vong? I do remember the Yuzhen Vong. Um, remember Darth Cadis? I do remember Darth Cadis. The only cool thing about that was that Jaina Solo got taught by Boba Fett how to kill Jedi, and I thought that was fucking... Specifically, she had, like, she had the gauntlet. Jaina Solo got taught by Boba Fett's daughter how to kill her Sith twin brother. brother yeah. Um, so Star Wars, for me, was... Um, you know, and it has always been, but when I was a kid, it was my life. Mm. It was my life. Now, there were other things I liked. There are other movies that I liked. There were other, like, I loved, I liked to watch Star Trek on TV. Mm-hmm. I, I always thought that, that I really was always a big Mr. Spock fan. I just thought mm. he was cool. I remember Star Trek was on TV but, right before I had to go to school because it was like right after Sesame Street. Jean-Luc but there was Picard. no, but there was no, and then I remember I watched every episode, every episode of next generation with my dad mm-hmm. fr- on the, on the air date. Like, so we, when they first came out on right. Fox, but I, first of all, I never compared star Wars to star Trek. Cause well, even when I was yeah. a kid, I knew they were completely different, but um, star Wars was responsible for so many different things for me. Like star Wars, like my first love, my first crush mm-hmm. was princess fucking Leia. Like she was the first girl I ever fell in love with, and then late, and then not lo- much longer after that, it was Alyssa Milano. But we won't even get okay. started there. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, you know, like the first person who I ever thought was like 
Fonzie cool. Of course, Fonzie wasn't cool. That's the thing. But like, just thought you know was cool was just. To, I'm Captain Han Solo. You know, just fucking. You remember figuring Dan and the modal and nodes? the modal nodals. <laughs> Yeah. Um, for our uh, wedding, uh, Jamie wouldn't <laughs> let me wouldn't let me get any Star Wars music into the actual wedding, but to, mm. for the wedding party, for the wedding uh, the reception, when uh, the um, when the wedding party came out, it was just that funny. song has a name in canon too. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. It does. But um, I don't remember. Uh, do you remember what the style of music? Jizz. It's jizz wailing. Yes, <laughs> jizz. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. They have things such as the jizz box. Mm-hmm. How are you? It's you know <laughs> just ridiculous. Yeah, I found a couple Star Wars soundboards. Bo- Sorry guys, this is this is this is our show. Uh, but yeah, uh, legitimately, uh, that, don't get that, excited. That, that is the deep lore. Yeah. Um, but like start like Star Wars is how I started playing role playing games. Right. Yeah, because you played that. That, Your first role yeah, playing game oh, was the Star Wars. Was the Star Wars tabletop, tabletop the best end games one? So, um, and they're re they're releasing um, updated versions, but I think they're just going to be PDFs. I don't know if they're going to. Oh, no, 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 no! They're releasing. They're releasing the the original the books. Did you see this? The, no, the, I didn't. They're they're re releasing. It's like it's like the twentieth or thirtieth anniversary of the West End Games. Hmm. Uh, release of the Star Wars, the role playing, and they're re-releasing those D six books, which really pisses me off because now I have to buy them because I own every Star Wars role playing game book. So right. now I have to buy a goddamn reprint of a book I already fucking have. Go. So, um, obviously, and we we've talked about this before, and this is partly why we don't let me talk about these things on episodes. My bullshit knowledge of the. Expanded universe, right? Mm-hmm. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. It's not yet. what I thought it was going to be. I was trying to shoot you, and it said blaster, so I apologize. But also, there was supposed to be a, a, I was supposed to shoot you. But, Bam. Uh, but also, like, Han, did you forget that giant war that you were definitely alive for that involved Jedis? Like, why are you shitting on the Jedi right now? You, you were there, Han. Uh, he wasn't there for the Clone Wars. He was though. doing. He was doing the uh, 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 Han Solo movies. Yeah, stuff. no, he he wasn't. He wasn't there for the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. He was building ships on that planet with the giant worm. Well, he's definitely close enough to like have definite knowledge that these are things. So that's the whole question too. Is just like how quickly does I mean, how how effective must the Imperial propaganda machine yeah, have been? Propaganda is a hell of a drug. Like honestly, like you know. And this guy, you know, Han Solo comes, you know, yeah, think about it. The propaganda and, and like literally they're showing like video proof of it, that the Jedi tried to take over the Senate. They tried to assassinate the, the chancellor. And yeah, think about it. The, the Solo movie really does like throw this weird question into the timeline between the Clone Wars and uh, episode four or whatever. I mean, you've I'm got, not terribly worried about it. You've got 19 years between the end of three and the beginning of four. I'm just saying mm. he's definitely Han is definitely older than Luke. Yeah, yeah, he's they say he's 30 and Luke. Luke is 19. Luke, Luke was born. 19. Luke is 19. Right at the end of the Clone Wars. Right. So Han would have been 11. Listen, man, I watched Star Wars for the first time long before I was 11 Right. And I know about the Star Wars. He was right. working garbo you know shoots that? with giant worm. Lady. No, but honestly, yeah, honestly, think about it. 
he was nowhere near the war. He was out in the outer rim. The war didn't. The, the war you just heard about. So he's still Corellian, right? Then we're getting into the whole Corellian Jedi, which which is not canon anymore. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> which takes me background to oh, expanded, to universe. expanded universe. So. That was loud. That was louder than I thought it was going to be. Sorry about that. So the expanded universe, do it. So I got into this um, I'm with like two specific ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first, you know, I don't do schoolwork that well. Okay. I test really well. Me too. And I, I learn things, but right. I never did homework or anything like that, which mm-hmm. is consequently why I have dropped out of things lately. Um but in order to reward me for good grades on my report card, my parents would buy me books. Same here. And okay. these book rewards for good grades on a report card are directly responsible for two things in my life. One, I got my first Robert Heinlein book as a reward. What was it? It was uh, Starman Jones. Oh, that's a good book. And that is. And that's also like one of the only good young adult fiction yeah. books that that man ever wrote. Yeah. The rest are all really... My parents should not have been buying 10-year-old me these books, but they did because I liked that author. Anyway, the second thing is that um, they would, so they would take me down to Borders, and I would pick out a book. Oh, Borders. Mm-hmm. I used to work at Borders. I miss Borders. And I actually remember, I have a vague, mostly sensory memory mm-hmm. of going down there, and there was at least in my vague half memory, that's definitely much more the smell of a bookstore than actual tangible memory. Sure, absolutely. I seem to recall a rotating rack that had some Star Wars books in it. It's like Young Jedi books? Mm -hmm. And I pull out one, and it is the essential guide to droids. Oh, it's which, so it's the big the DK books. Which I know for a fact is like supplement to the tabletop. Sure. But I got this. Oh, it's the tabletop one. Okay. But I got this. And like it didn't have any of the any rules or anything going mm-hmm. on in it mm-hmm. to my memory. It was all just pictures, descriptions, and technical yeah, right. readouts right. on these different droids. And I got that. And then I got another good grade. And I'm really pissed at myself for this one because I picked up the essential guide to like spacecraft. Yeah. And I left that accidentally between the seat and the wall at like Outback Steakhouse or something like that because we went out for dinner afterwards and I had it there with me and I was flipping through it. I put it down and I forgot it and it was gone forever and I never got it back. And they don't make those anymore because these were the black and white ones. None of them color glossy pages. Mm -hmm. This was black and white kind of sort of pulpy. Yeah, I remember. I I think I have them upstairs. But I also had the um, essential guide to like weapons and technology as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And these were great resources for me growing up because me and my next door neighbor, best friend, mm-hmm. we would play imagination games. Mm-hmm. So what's better for imagination games than just flipping through this book and be like, no, no, I want this thing right here. I have this, this right, shield yeah. generator thing. Yep. And then later on in my life, reading through like more of the expanded universe novels and realizing, oh, shit, this is that personal, like, uh force field generator that I had in this book over here. Mm-hmm. It's now in, um, you know, the, the Hapen Prince has got it. It's like, 
Okay. Isildur. Yes. Isildur. Yes. Isildur. I don't know. It's definitely one of the two. Either way, he's Tenelka's father. Isildur yep. sounds like Lord of the We Rings. know what yes. it sounds like. We have made our peace with it. But the other thing was, yeah, the Young Jedi Knight books. I'm going to step away from it. Go for it. Okay, I got to get up then. Yeah. Hold on. You can keep talking about the EU when you well, sit back down. Yeah, this is this is the EU. This time. is your, yeah, this is your moment. Hold on. There's a lot of noise. And while we're on the noise train, <laughs> Jim's not here to make me stop. Okay, that's good. Um... Let's just take a look at that. That's around one thirty one thirty nine. We're not gonna edit. If you want to remember that, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna edit. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, notoriously, very rarely edited. Yeah. But so the other thing was, you know, one of my one of my uh, good grade reward books was Young Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. It was actually the third book in the series. Yeah. I did not start at the beginning mm-hmm. by complete accident. I I got the third book, and I read it. And I loved it. Mm. So I got the fourth book. And I read it. And I loved it. I, so on and so forth. Right. Eventually, one day, I went back to the library and I rented out the first like two or three books, however mm. many I missed. And I'm like, oh, that's what I missed. Right. That's how they got to the Jedi Temple, and also how the new evil space, like, kind of Sith Academy's going, mm-hmm. but. I don't really remember. I remember that they were the the main antagonist for a while was uh, this like new dark Jedi academy mm-hmm. that was in this floating donut space station <laughs> thing, like it was a ring space station, and it had this one really powerful dark Jedi guy who's like fucking around with stars. Mm. But also, he was following the instructions of the Emperor, who was okay. not actually dead, but he really was dead. Mm. The messages from the Emperor were, like, pieced together hollow recordings right. of the real Emperor. And actually, it was a couple members of the Red Guard. Yeah. I think I read... Yeah, there's a lot. Maybe it's not one of those books. I definitely remember reading a book that was an older Star Wars book that I took out of the library. And there was a set of kids... That I think were twins, and well, what well, like, happens? And there's an older man. It was part of a series, but I only read this one book. And they go to Dagobah, and they're in the swamps in Dagobah, and I think they like accidentally find Yoda's hut, and they're like something, something happened where their ship like crashed on Dagobah. That's all I remember, because because my. Oh. Oh no! I think I know the one. What you're talking about? I think they were twins, and they were with an old dude who was like talking about the dangers of the swamps of Dagobah. No, I think I. I don't think they. I think the Yoda was alive in that story. I think so too. I think Yoda. Yeah, no, I. I'm pretty sure I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, but I don't remember what book it is. Because my most of my Star Wars books. So my good grade book, I know one of my last good grade books was I got Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader, which is a fucking dope book about Darth Vader hunting down the last of the Jedi. Um, I read a lot of the books that were 
Obi-Wan and Anakin just after Obi-Wan took Anakin on as a Padawan. I remember that, too. You remember the books about teenage Obi-Wan? Yeah, where being him taken and, on with as him a Padawan Qui-Gon? with Qui-Gon? Yeah. Yeah. And it took Obi-Wan forever to get chosen as a Padawan. Yeah. He was like... This like way older kid battling these like six Wait. year olds that would oh. kick him in the shins. No, I remember another plot point from that same book. I think that you were talking about that Dagobah book. They were the, were were they or were they not friends with an alien? Yes, they were. And the alien couldn't eat salt or only ate salt <laughs> something, or something. Yes, definitely. Yes, you're bringing back some memories yeah. about this book. And it was one. Of the, it was the triangle headed big eye aliens. Yes, that you see in the cantina. Right. Uh, that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. Hold on. I, I know but, exactly yeah. what you're fucking de- talking I about. I read that book. I used to, because what I did. <laughs> it's the weirdest shared memory we're experiencing. What I did was I would go to the library, I would go to the bookstore, and I would find anything that said Star Wars on it, which is kind of how I shop for shit that I want now, is I walk through aisles until I see something that says Star Wars. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. So when I was a kid, I would... I didn't even realize that half of these books were series. I was just like, oh, cool, Star Wars books. And I would yeah, pick them yeah. up and read Arcona, them. Yes. Right? Arcona is the aliens. Oh, my God. Um, uh, you keep talking. I'm... There's, But, like, I remember reading a bunch of books, and some of them I didn't really get into. But that's probably because I was reading, like, book 12 in a series of, like, young adult fiction books on Star Wars. Um, but like my sister read all the Wizard of Oz books, and I no, would... also notorious for their easy addiction to common salt. <laughs> oh my god, this is the it's, strangest shared it's memory. Such a weird. I don't. I wish I could remember what that book was. I remembered liking that book, but being really confused by it, probably because oh, it was I'm gonna like get there. way later in this series of books. I'm gonna get there. Um, and I just. It was twins and a crotchety, like, older dude who was like, don't go into the swamp. And at one point, I think the boy goes in the oh, swamp. No. no, Yoda wasn't there, I don't think. They they found a hollow recording of Yoda or something. Yoda was involved in some way. I know they, like, there was a ship. Up, there was a crash yeah. ship. I remember, yes, the boy, like, goes into the swamp and is, like, adventuring and finds something. But it, there were so many Star Wars books that I read that like I could totally be mixing books up as well because I read any oh, of them shit, that was I read, it? I would have read out of order. Was was this it specifically? I think this was it. Hold on. Yes, it was. I remember this. Yeah. That's the cover, Jedi That's Apprentice, the, the Rising Force. <laughs> Release That's... date, May 3rd, 1999. Yep. I remember specifically that cover. Mm-hmm. Oh man! It any time I saw Star Wars and somebody holding a lightsaber on a cover, I picked up the book. Follows Obi Wan Kenobi under the tutelage of Qui Gon Jinn. Shit! This was Obi Wan. Was it an Obi Wan? Hold book? on. Twelve uh, year old desperately wants. Yeah. And they go in the swamp. Plot summary. So Yoda, unless it wasn't this one, so but... Yoda wouldn't have been. There was a book that took place. At some point, and I remember an old man and a set of twins going. No, I definitely remember into it too. the swamps of Dagobah. And because, unless we're conflating that story, we might. Because I, like I said, one. 
Like I said, I read was... all of these books out of order because I just picked also... them up because they said Star Wars on them. Is this Young Jedi we're talking no, about? No, no, it's it's another, um, another thing because it. I don't think it was this one specifically, um, though I definitely read that book. That I just showed you the picture of yeah. because I remember that, and I def- and we both yeah. definitely do remember at least from that same book. Yeah, the the aliens with the salt. Yeah, um, hold on, Star Wars ship crashed. Dagobah twins. <laughs> oh my Maybe. god, I remember this as well. Yeah, but what's the name of the book? And I remember, I, I think we're mixing it up with another because I remember it being an older book. When I got it. Right. I remember it being like one of those books you get from the library that's got the old book smell. Right. But, you know, by the time I was taking out chapter books in the library, you know, that book could have been 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are just so many books. There's a lot of people asking if... No, it definitely wasn't that. My favorite is still Dark Lord, The Rise of Darth Vader, and him just talking about Darth Vader going into, like, the back to tanks and getting the armor off and just, like, being real pissed at the Emperor for making his armor so clunky, but it was a punishment. Mm-hmm. And, like, just going... Like, it. I think it that first Dark Lord book is him going to Kashyyyk because there's this outpost of like three or four Jedis and it jumps from the perspective of Darth Vader to these Jedi as they're being hunted. Right. Some of them get away. And at first they think it's some kind of new stormtrooper. And I remember the cool thing about that book was that book actually... Um, you got some characterization of Bail Organa, mm-hmm. oh, and at shit, one point, and at one point, he's like, he he like is watching Vader move a certain way, right? And he like the writer like mentions, I think it's Lucino, mentions a very specific thing that Anakin does that Darth Vader. And he goes, "Oh my god, that, mm-hmm. that that dude, that's fucking Anakin Skywalker." Right, yeah. Just like, and it's like, what 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 do you got, Gonzo? Have what? you discovered the secret of the Dagobah Swamp Twin book? I might have almost, um, but I think this one was specifically from Courtship of Princess Leia, unless Courtship of Princess Leia had similar story in it. I might be combining a couple books that I've I, read I into I could definitely one story. be doing that. Honestly, it's I just any time I saw a book with Star Wars on it, I grabbed it. So, uh, Joe, if if people who um know the answer to this want to let us know how can they uh how can they get in touch with us well, they can email us couchcrouches at gmail.com they can find us on facebook facebook.com slash couchcrouches and they can find us on instagram and twitter at couchcrouches and if you know if you know this book and if you own a copy of this book i would go back and read that book but like i said i think it was like 10 parts deep into a series about these twins and this old man like, yeah, the the only time that this book, that this ship that might be it is mentioned is in the courtship of Princess Leia. I mean, it very well could be. Well, like, uh, there are a lot of crash landing things. Yeah, but this is also specifically, it involves Yoda. But the thing is, I remember this, oh, part of what I am remembering is from courtship of Princess Leia because Luke finds the crashed Praxium ship. There and there's the hollow recording of Yoda, I think. Yeah. 
Um, but also that Arconan that we were remembering was definitely from the Obi One series. Series, yeah. We were definitely sorry. Really... I was away for a moment yeah. for that part. Yeah. Um, I really like the Obi One Anakin series. I remember reading those books and liking them a lot, and then going to see um, Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, and having Obi Wan and Anakin talking about their adventures and being like, "Yeah, these guys really are buddies." Whereas a lot of people were like, "They never shown that in the movie," but they don't really have to. Well, you know, that's I always thought that that was a bullshit thing. It's like, you know, do you really need right them to show you, you know, the the whole if you yeah. don't know the story by now the argument of why would he say you're he's your brother when all they ever do is argue it's like have you ever had a sibling yeah have you ever had a sibling like obi-wan and anakin are very they're different but they're similar sure especially if you read those books if you go through and read the obi-wan kenobi books of him and Qui-Gon doing Obi-Wan's Padawan training and you go through the books of Obi-Wan and Anakin, literally when it goes to Obi-Wan's perspective, Obi-Wan talks about how Anakin is training just like he did when he was a jet when he was a Padawan. He's, you know, this overexcited, constantly wants to run into battle, constantly wants to, you know, whip out his lightsaber and do cool shit. And Obi-Wan had to learn the hard way, hey, you gotta take your time, you gotta, you know, Learn patience, because otherwise you get stabbed in the gut and pushed down a hole. Like you do. <laughs> like you do. <sighs> but anyway. Star Wars. You know, the problem is with this show, this subject is, I mean, I could literally, I could just talk about Star Wars. Okay, however, I did get led to a uh, Quora answer where someone's like, when Yoda said... In Empire Strikes Back, that there was another Skywalker. Is he talking about Rey? And the technical answer to that is, no, you mouth breather. He's talking about... First off, in Empire Strikes Back, he doesn't say there's another Skywalker. That's Return of the Jedi. Right, as he dies. You fuck. In Empire Strikes Back, his answer is... His answer to Obi-Wan saying, there goes our last hope, is no, there is another. Mm -hmm. Which refers back to... In a sort of original draft idea about Luke's twin sister, Nelith, who was trained by the force ghost of Anakin Skywalker because he wasn't Vader yet until later on in the development process. But anyway, yeah, I, <laughs> uh, this is once again the deep lore. This isn't even EU deep lore. This right. is uh, like production. This is apocryphal stuff yeah. that didn't necessarily happen. Just like. The whole thing where, you know, the, the original end of Return of the Jedi is um, um, Luke and Vader and the ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi all joined forces to fight the mm. Emperor at the end. Like, stuff, and, and it takes place in the Emperor's palace on an Imperial city and an Imperial center and stuff like that. So it's just, you know. I just like Vader's lava tower that he has on Mustafar. I love the fact that From, he's on yeah. Mustafar. I, I think it's that's a really, really pretty cool. shot of Mustafar as well. Like, I mean, that's a really fucking just that scene in general of him like walking out onto the uh, the like platform with the dude. You know what I really liked about that, and I don't think I talked about it before on here. I may have though. What I really liked about that is in Rogue One, right? 
Mm-hmm. It's really before shit hits the fan for the Empire. Yes. So when you get, uh, when you get the dude coming to it talk, it is literally right before shit hits the fan for the Empire. You're like, absolutely right. But like when you get there to talk to Vader, yeah, you're a little hesitant and everything because he's Vader. He's a scary man. He's got some powers and a laser sword that'll cut you. Mm-hmm. But all you got right then. And people people pissed and moaned about uh, Vader making jokes, but no, you know what you had? Vader talks shit all you the had, time. You had snarky Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, pissy, still a little angsty, but snarky, and it fits with the uh, the the humor that Anakin has been shown to have in mm-hmm. everything that he's shown up in, and. Well, he's not a big bad Darth Vader. He should be taking more serious. When you see him for the first time in A New Hope, he's all business. Well, yeah, because shit has just hit the fan. Yes, right. that's that's kind of Do the, you remember the, the epitome of the moment yeah. when he lights that and he takes a leisurely stroll down that hallway, just killing dudes. Mm-hmm. He is in no hurry to get there until they get away. Mm-hmm. At which point, it's ah. Uh, Ah oh, shit! <laughs> I was much. having too much fun. Mm-hmm. Fuck murdering these dudes. I was being Jason Voorhees in space. Oh shit! But a good version. So of course he's gonna be pissy and stressed and get straight to the business and know nothing about it in A New Hope because not only has shit just hit the fan for the Empire, not only have the Rebels now gotten the Death Star plans, but they got the Death Star plans, which were definitely within force reach of you. You could have force gripped and pulled them out of their hands. Although that's but you that, didn't. That's you were too busy knew. wasting dudes. But that, that's also if he really realized that they were passing off a fucking data disc. But you're absolutely right. He was definitely he was he, he was, was down having a good time. Yeah, he, was, he was yeah, and he was just in. You know, he was enjoying his job. Right. He was killing dudes. But, you know, one of and they got away right in front of him. Of course, next time you see him, he's, he's going to be, be pissed. Besides, though, like one of Vader's most famous lines is him being a snarky motherfucker. It's mm-hmm. just, you know. I find your lack of faith disturbing. While he's choking a dude out with his mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, that's some... Oh, oh yeah, I got magic powers. <laughs> I have a magic powers. How about you choke? I'm yeah. not touching you. Right. So, that always pissed me off. Why did he have to have... Why did he to punch? Shut the fuck up. Um, the problem with this show... You know is what? that really like this is no one this gives is like, Tarkin this, enough like, credit for being like snarky? An eight volume show. Tarkin is a little English bitch. Like he's, I yeah. love mm-hmm. him. Yeah, I, he's a great character. I also don't think I think a lot of people are just just oh well, what they did. You know, he was in what they did with him in Rogue One. It just didn't look good. Fuck you, dude. I thought that I looked. Thought I thought great. he looked awesome. Princess Leia looked like shit. That was there, that there was were bad. a couple briefly janky moments uh, in animation, but it was still incredibly it, effective. Yeah, it was perfect. It was incredibly effective. And how cool was it to have that fucking character? Yeah, in, for an extended mm-hmm. role in that yeah. movie. Right, that looking awesome. And you know what, Tarkin, Tarkin is probably straight up one of the reasons that growing up, I didn't want to be one of the rebels. Really, no. nah, dude. Hell, I didn't even really want to be one of the Sith. 
I wanted to be ISB, man. Imperial Security you wanted, Bureau. You wanted to be the ubiquitous. Yeah, like I like, mean, I always, I've always said, if I like could have anything in the Star Wars universe, I fucking love Stormtrooper armor. All the way from like, do you see the I new? Th- I think I got you, some. Do you see the new Sith armor that they? Yeah, just, the, 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 the red, the red, the red yeah. black ones. I think I got some uh, Stormtrooper armor that's unbuilt that we could fit to you. I fucking if you want. I fucking love Stormtrooper. Uh, it, it um, is I'm gonna black say, Stormtrooper I'm gonna armor, say right which now, is canon now. Mm-hmm. Death Troopers, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say though, um, if you make, used to not be, if you make him Stormtrooper armor before oh, you finish not, my I'm lightsaber, not, I'm not making him it. It's already pulled like vacuum formed and sitting yes. in my basement, just and, not and, built. And my lightsaber is just about finished too. Yeah, and I'm just gonna like hand him the Tupperware bi- or Rubbermaid bin that all this armor is in, and, and go, and he you can... do it. Why don't you hand me the unfinished lightsaber? Same reason I haven't built this armor. I'm fucking lazy. God damn it! Guys. I've had this armor for how old am I? Almost a decade. Well, that's straight up. If I like, one of the things that I always talk about is doing like a straight up. Fucking, you know, Tom Hardy in fucking Last Jedi or Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig in fucking Force Awakens, where it's just like, yeah, I'm a famous actor, but I'm gonna be a stormtrooper for like two seconds in this movie. Like, if I ever became a famous actor, I would a hundred percent be like, Hey, would you mind if I put on this fucking helmet and was a stormtrooper for (laughs) I don't even need a fucking line, dude. If I won an Academy Award, I would go to whoever is making whatever Star Wars movie is coming out and go don't give me any fucking lines. Just give me the armor to put on, and I will let walk me just march as armor. a fucking stormtrooper. Yeah, but like, I'll fucking do it in Disneyland. I don't even need to do it in a movie. I, I'll walk through the parade. You know, though part of this was, uh, you know, growing up and and googling around, looking for Star Wars things, looking for Star Wars message boards and everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I stumbled on to. Um, to a website that billed itself as ISB. Mm-hmm. Now, it was specifically for the Topps trading cards. Oh, okay. Like, that's where they would get together, discuss, and swap these cards. But they, like, put themselves forward as the Imperial Security Bureau was kind of their their whole mot- motif there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Imperial Security Bureau? I'm sorry, what? So you get to read in some more and more and more. You find out that, oh, those are the uh, white shirt guys that aren't admirals. Which was famously screwed up by the Clone Wars team, <laughs> who made Wolf Yularen into an admiral because, well, that's why he's got a white shirt. No, he's Imperial. Oh, fucking, you, you read up this. I think I've said this on this podcast before. The only reason this upsets me is because his name, mm-hmm. Wolf Yularen, and his rank were first given on the Topps trading cards. Right. Which means that someone on the Clone Wars team is going back through the old movies and looking at background characters, thinking, uh, who can we bring in as a character to sort of flesh out this universe a little bit more? And they saw this guy in a white jacket sitting there at the conference, this old dude. Yeah. You know the one. Mm-hmm. That's Wolfie Laren. Yeah. And then there's also another dude in like a tan thing, which is he's the army. Well, and, yeah. and then there there's two more ISB that are uh the ones who are walking by and then turned away from the turbo lift as they're moving Chewbacca up yep. for the plan. Right. But so they see this dude sitting in the conference room mm-hmm. 
where you know the quote the gym played earlier is from, mm-hmm. and they're like this guy right here, we're gonna put him in. Right. Look up his name. So they look up his name. See Wolfie Lauren, and then they stop. Right. They see the name. They go Wolfie Lauren. White. That means he's Grand Admiral. So we're gonna make him an admiral. No, guys, if you read like just two more words on the dude on the origin material, if you read just just a little bit farther down on the page outside of the name, you would have seen that he's not wearing white because he's a Grand Admiral. He's wearing white because he's ISB. It's also why he doesn't have code cylinders in his pockets. Mm-hmm. That's just why that pisses me off. Is someone didn't someone you, took you, the time you, to do the thing but didn't do it all the way. Yeah. And you both have seen me work on things. You know right. why this pisses me off. Oh, I do. You tried really hard to do a cool thing. And then you stopped and just did your own thing. Because fuck. Fuck. Whatever. I'm done. I'm done. So I think. This is why we can't have an EU episode. Yeah, I know. I think. I think. I am the problem. I think we're going to move off of this for now. That's fine. Yeah. Um, well, we've just completed another hour yeah i think what we've discovered is that this is a little broad right we could Um, we could definitely this is a so like we may need to like put together a series of star wars shows like subjects Mm. and like tackle them um but yeah i mean wow i I, it's just it's really um there's a lot how did tatooine go go from not using republic credits no, I don't want. Be- so they they went from not accepting that yeah. and only accepting like hard, hard currency. Sure, because they were you know only money. Because they were also part of you know hut space and everything. Yep. And then, all of a sudden, in not a whole lot of time, mm-hmm. they straight up sell Luke's land speeder for credits. So I, I, to Jawas, there's an answer to that. But they sell it to Jawas. Yep. Who you would figure that out of everyone, out of everyone in Hut space who would have been relying on hard currency, the nomadic traders would be the ones who still would really deal mostly in that hard currency. I will bet. Well, I mean, you, you, there are hard currency credit chips. Yeah, but they, the, the entire point of the credits is that they are still linked back to the central right. banking. Right, but what I think probably happened... New um, World Order. It was the New World Order. Was mm-hmm. the, emperor, the Empire came in and they centralized everything. And they literally devalued through their... their just the way that they put pressure on the galactic credit, they just devalued all other currency. Kind of like literally, there's... and what you, what you do is you you restrict trade. So you've got like Tatooine, for example. Tatooine is an import planet. It's a planet that can barely make its own water, let alone grow its own food. Let alone, I mean, like it it his imp- first job it exports... was programming binary yeah. load lifters, quite similar to your moisture evaporators. It mm-hmm. it export it it. it, it, it it has no exports or very few exports. Not true. It exports it's psychopathic sand. murderers. Yeah. Yes. Um, but so think about it. You've got an import economy. Mm-hmm. In in a few years, 
you if you've got you know if you've got a planet that relies on a central location to provide it with something it's very easy to go to to devalue any of it to, to manipulate uh currency yeah but like the huts have been breaking blockades and smuggling for generations right beforehand. but i but i'll bet you that there it's that with them first of all if anybody's going to be good at adjusting to a manipulation of uh, of an economy it's going to be a gang it's going to be a, a, an organized crime or organization um because what they're going to do is first of all i doubt that the huts dealt in a whole lot of cash I felt like they could access cash, but I feel like they were they dealt in commodities. They mm. dealt in spice. They dealt in drugs. Well, spice is drugs. They dealt dealt in, in drugs. Wait, they, which spice are you talking about? Are you talking about the uh, spice? You talking about dune spice? N not the or? well, yeah. Well, the geriatric uh, spice melange is indeed a drug. Or do you mean the spice from but Star Wars, Star Wars we, also, which would be glitter stim, which is a spice. Wanna buy some death? Which sticks? you know what? There was no spice mines on Castle. There were. We just didn't see them. All we saw was the gas. Yeah. That's where they stole it from, right? Yeah. Um. So I forget the name of the gas. Don't you go away from your Jedi. Oh, not Tabanum. Not Tabana no, gas. No, no, what did they steal from um, there? They in, stole the, uh, the hyperdrive yeah, fuel. The, the yeah. hyperfuel. Yeah, but I forget what it's yeah, name Yeah, I don't remember. Was. It, it had was hyperfuel. No, it had a name. because No, it was refined into hyperfuel. You're right. It had a name because what she seemed to be forgetting is with the birth of the new trilogy, we have moved steadily to onwards towards hard sci-fi. It had a name. It had a reason. But it also coaxium, yes, which got refined into hyperfuel. Is yeah, what, is it, what the name coaxium was. was a rare form of hypermatter that got re refined into hyperfuel. But but that's but that's not think how about hypermatter it. Hypermatter do and hypermatter is not used for hyperdrive fuel. Hypermatter is used in the reactors. But God damn it! Think do of your this, fucking research. Think of why it's not hard. Don't you go it's not hard Jedi science fiction. It's not hard science fiction. Then pick a different name for your thing. No, they like it. It sounds cool, and it does. I'm just saying, hypermatter is exotic matter taken from hyperspace, and it's what's used to power the reactor on the Death Star, and that's why it explode. No, come on, the world. So yeah, that's cool. Um, Shmi. So, so Star Wars. Shmi. Her name was Shmi. Her name was Shmi. We're gonna um, we're, like yeah, Captain Hook's assistant. Pe that's Shmi. <laughs> People want to talk about Star Wars. But we have a couple Star so, Wars questions. But you're gonna too. tell me that the nomadic traders no, are going to give no. in to the centralized, trackable, on the grid currency there instead are, of living their nomadic life. So that the, they are—they thrive on stealing unattended property. They are a semi-barter society. Ooh, so ooh, a lot ooh. of what they can get, they can barter between themselves, or they can barter with, with. You Did know. you just say Utini? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can, so Jawas barter with themselves. They have those big, like every, every once a year, they have yeah. the big, yeah. the, the big uh, festival, big, like, uh, I also played flea that Flea market, flea market. Um, you remember Star Wars droids? Hell yes, I do. Um, that was a fun, so, actually that was not fun. But think about it, if they want to deal with, but with a great heap. Yeah, I remember Star the Wars pod or... racing droid game. But, Did but you when, play that one? What? When uh, essentially, um, I remember the episode one pod racing game that was fucking no. There awesome. was a there was a game that was about <laughs> remember Jar Jar's Bombad Racer. I, no, there was a game about the droids that worked on that you would tap on their head and turn uh -oh, the helmets, the, and the it work was like droids. yeah, it was exactly like um, 
What's that? What's that game where you have to stop the animals from jumping? Lemmings. Off the cliff? Lemmings. It was lemmings, but with those droids. You remember? You remember? I have a vague memory of this. It was either like a peripheral for a computer, or it may have actually been a folding pit droid, but you could bop its nose and it would collapse. Like I they do made that, that thing. I do remember that. I um, remember seeing it at Toys R Us. And also, um, Star Wars Droid Maker. Mm-hmm. I do remember one that. One of the first video games I ever had on one of the first PCs that we had. It was an old um, Gateway. Gateway was the cows, right? Mm-hmm. Gateway was the cows. Yeah. It was an old Gateway uh, desktop. And the Christmas Star that we Wars got it, Droid Works. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Christmas that we got it. Looking right at I it. I got for that. I got Star Wars Droid Works. Um which I have recently tried to re-download from an old, uh, like, because it's, you can just find it out there. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it, up there. It's, it's up. It's just there. Yeah. It's up. It's for free. You get you get it places. No, really hard to make run on modern computers. Lucas mm. Learning. Yeah, it's, it's um, an old, yeah. yeah. But I got that and also a sort of behind-the-scenes kind of... It was definitely one of those point-and-click sort of things mm-hmm. where you could sort of interact and it had some sort of game stuff, but it also had a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. That's how I learned a lot about the Ben Burt sound effects sure. that he used sure. and like how TIE Fighter Engines was the roar of an elephant combined with the sound of 18-wheeler wheels rolling down a wet highway without the sound of the engine. Hmm. Uh, composited together, you get the TIE Fighter sound. That's cool. Um yeah, that's how I learned a whole lot about this. And it was kind of baby's first steps into, hey, here's some shit that I'm wasting my brain on. <laughs> so, anyways. Did you know that the Jedi communicators in episode one were uh, ladies Gillette Lady Gillette Razors painted silver. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you want more Star Wars episodes, then email us in and let us know if you want us to keep talking about Star Wars. Yeah, and oh, I will, tell us, I will tell us what going. you want to talk about. Yeah, and and yeah, for we'll the do love it. of God, direct my nonsense, please do. Uh, in the meantime, we do have a bunch of mail, so why don't we go ahead and uh, look at some mail? Mail. Um. All right, so let's do this. Let's do it from the earliest to the latest. That's what we usually think. Lightsabers are also notoriously just pieces of garbage strapped together. Among mm-hmm. other things, yeah. Um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's, half of that was a stick grenade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a disarmed stick grenade. Old German, German um, what do they call them? Um, like potato masher. Grenade. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move off of Star Wars. Um, so our first letter comes from... Sarah, friend of the show, Sarah. Who Hi, Sarah. Sarah. Who, I haven't heard from you in a while. We we do need to get but also, a theme song yeah. at this point. I haven't been on the show for a while, Sarah, so email maybe us you wrote what in. You want your theme song to be. Yeah, we got to we got to work on that, Sarah. And we also got to get you down here from Boston and get you on the show, or at least you know Skype you in or something. Or we could all go up to Boston we could. because Austin from Austin now lives in Boston. That's true. It'd be a big old party. Sarah says, hey, Grouches, I know it's Kara been... would love it. She would. She says, hey, Grouches, I know it's been a while. I've gotten into a terrible habit of listening to your latest episode while running errands since it's just slightly too quiet to hear when I'm on the train. Hey, I have told errands. you that, Jim. I can, I've told you that a couple times. We can make it louder. And if I can't reply right away, I completely lose all of my quips. Fair enough. 
She said, I definitely appreciated you doing the usual if abbreviated things after Spider-Man. The movie night episodes often feel a bit light since you very thoughtfully avoid spoilers. And I need my week, my weekly ish nerd fix. This weekly ish thing pisses me off because you know what? For the most part, we, we do, come out every we week, every, every week. now and then we miss something. But yeah. She says, I'm also nervously excited about the Sandman buzz. I personally think Tom Hiddleston with his nat natural mop of sandy curls would make a very compelling Lucifer. I said he should play uh, the Sandman. Wait, but did, did I see it correctly? Is um, David Tennant in, is he playing Crawley in, uh, in, in Good, Good Omens? In Good Omens, yeah. yeah. I definitely need to watch that. Yeah. I love everything about yeah. that. Um, she says, though I would also, I would be concerned that the part would uh, skew a bit too close to Loki. Uh, it depends on how you do Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Or they could nail casting some uh, exceptional unknowns and delight us all. Yes. She says, since I'm prone to just sort of talking at you, I thought I might ask some questions for a change. You can talk at us too. I'm yeah, fine with fine. that. Her first question is, what's the first book that really struck a chord and became part of you? And her next one is, what is your favorite murder or lurid tale of crime? Yes, I know I'm mixing po podcast genres. Oh, man. Uh, my first book that really stuck a struck a chord with me and became part of me was Charlotte's Web. Mine was the BFG. Oh. Gons is like the anarchist cookbook. <laughs> no, no, I didn't read that until I was in middle school. Helter Skelter. No, no, no. You're, these are all the answers to her second question. Come on. Yeah, I know. It was probably a Star War. Yeah. Um, um, I believe that I've just spent the last like 20 minutes going, going on and books, on about yeah. books. Mm -hmm. um, well, Gonzo. Or we could just go with Starman Jones because it there you go. did start me there down you go. that path. Violent. So let's go with that. Uh, Gonzo. Yeah. What's your favorite murder or uh, other you we're, lurid we're tale of start crime? with me? Absolutely. I thought I was going to have time to pick. You, um, I need time to pick. I can give you mine. Okay, go ahead, Because mine is H.H. H. Holmes in the Murder House at the Chicago oh, World's Fair. One. I fucking love H.H. H. Holmes. That's, that is good. That dude <laughs> was fucking insane. Greased shoots. What's the story? from the attic. It's, um, so, guy... And I feel like we've talked about this before. Guy but builds probably. essentially yeah, uh, a hotel. I think that, uh... We're talking about Sweeney? No, Sam or Doug or someone asked, like perfect crime sort of thing or mm -hmm. how to get away Are with murder about H. H. Holmes and, and my, dude, my answer to it was H.H. H. Holmes guy builds a hotel for the Chicago oh, World's Fair oh that's right yes the, the hotel has like ceiling rooms where he can send gas in then to get rid of bodies he he like burns and dissolves the flesh off of them so he can then send he sells he, the skeletons he had lime to medical school in the basement yeah so he could so he would he could make put them money down shoots. off the skeletons he would sell to the medical schools of all the people that he was murdering and he kept burning through contracts with builders so that nobody would know the layout of the house but him well he he also fucked up and uh like burned his cyanide dealer mm -hmm. oh wow um, and well, i think the pinkertons got wind of him because he was really shitty and like so, people were complaining about working conditions. Oh, he was him. shitty in general, yeah. Yeah, but uh, he was what also about, like what a about crazy he, mass murderer. No, they got him because they caught him doing insurance fraud yes, when he did. murdered his uh, his longtime accomplice and overall stooge. Mm -hmm. That I forget the dude's name, but, but he, a, he was sort of the Igor to his uh, Doctor Frankenstein. There's an incredible documentary about H. H. Holmes that used to be on Hulu. I don't know if it still is. Um, 
but it is absolutely fascinating. And I watched it at like two o'clock in the morning when I was in college. And I was like, my mom is obsessed with Charles Manson. And I was like, I get it. I get why you could be obsessed with like a murderer or a cult leader. And like, I just found H.H. Holmes to be just this fascinating historical character. I'll tell you who who isn't mine is Israel Keys, that fucker. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hmm. I don't know. My favorite murder or lurid tale of crime. Um, fucking. I don't know, man. There's See, I thought we were just going to There's go. a lot of I them. thought we were going to go into like horror stories and then I was going to talk about the goat man. Fuck you, goat man. I mean, I can be super fuck you, goat man. I mean, I can be super like basic. I mean, honestly, I mean, ever since I was a kid, I mean, just the, the Manson thing really just captivated me. Mm. He he's compelling. Um, I mean, he and, and of course he was on TV like right. they used to interview him and like he was scary yeah like he was fucking scary mm-hmm. and the fact that he likely only killed one guy himself right he shot a dude yeah he he was not even present for the sharon tate or the fiasco. Or, or, and, mm-hmm. and was, if, was he there for the la bianca one um i don't no, off the top of my head, I don't think so. So, I, one of the reasons I really... Um, I mean, he definitely fucked Tex up, and then Tex went on well, to really yeah. spearhead the mm-hmm. murdering, but... You know, um, one of the things that, whenever I think of... Um, of um, think of Charlie, and I think of... Um, uh, you know, I think of the murders, is I think of an old um, Sam Kinison bit. Where he talks well, about. Well, if you're gonna play it, make sure you turn no, that volume down because it. uh, it's gonna take me a while to Sam find Kinison it. Sam Kinison will be yeah, screaming no. and no. it will be loud, no, and then Sarah won't need to listen to us because yeah. it's too quiet. Um, but he um, he talks about you know about the Sharon Tate murders mm-hmm. and about how you know the person you, you kind of feel bad, you know you feel bad for everybody, but there's this one guy that you feel bad about, um, this guy named Wojciech Frychowski, and he was like kind of this. Um, he would. He was just this. Um, he was just a guest at the, at the house. He was. Um, um, Any the one who just answered the door and got popped in the face? No. Um, yes. So, but here's the thing. So so so, um, I I'm sorry. So um so man so Kinison's talking about it. He's like, yeah. So it's his first. You know, it's his first party in the in the Hollywood Hills. And, you know, everyone's hanging around and, you know, he, he, you know, everyone's getting high, getting a little drunk and, you know, Manson's coming. So the police say that, um, that Frachowski was, um, was, uh, stabbed 51 times, Mm -hmm. bludgeoned in the head with a heavy object 10 times and they shot him twice. So his kid is like, yeah. So I figure at the end of that, you know, he's standing out at his door going, hey, you don't have to leave yet, do you? You didn't shove a chainsaw up my ass yet. My head's still on my shoulders. I'm glad you fuckers can handle your high. Like that's so mm-hmm. I just if you think about you just think about the brutality of that. Yeah. And the fact that that um, um, Sadie Mae Glutz, who is my favorite Manson girl, by the way, a lot of people like Squeaky. I like Sadie Mae Glutz myself, um, wanted to cut. 
Sharon's baby out of the womb and mm. Tex had to stop her because there wasn't time. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, just, and yeah. Close runner up for H.H. Holmes is the, uh, the assassination of the Romanoff family. Yeah. That's I pretty love hard. I All right, Gonzo, story. we've given you time. You have. Um, so I think that I'm going to go with right now because uh, I can remember his name and he's kind of kooky and all sorts of fucked up. I got to go with Joseph Callinger, the shoemaker. So a uh, little Joey Callinger, super fucked up kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody had gotten him help, maybe these things could have been averted. But instead, he was a a young orphan boy who got adopted into a family, not for love, but because they needed someone to eventually take over the shoemaking business. His job was not to be a child, but to be a shoemaker. He existed to make shoes. Okay. Um, He's the one, I may have mentioned this on a podcast, or I may have just been talking about it with someone else at one point. So he went in for um, surgery of some sort. I think it may have been an appendectomy or something. I love this one. And when he came to, because he had been having, he had been having the troubles that a lot of younger children have with mm-hmm. understanding when it is or isn't appropriate to touch yourself or someone else, you know. And so he goes in for this surgery, and as he's coming out, there's his mother there who's telling him that while he was down there, the doctors removed the demon from his penis so that he would never get hard again. They had fixed him by removing the demon from his penis. Okay. Now, if that don't fuck up a kid, I don't know what will. And sure enough, fucked him on up. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's let's see. Some, Some notable highlights. (laughs) <laughs> Joseph Callinger. Um, he killed, I think he killed mostly children. Um, he was convinced with the idea that he could make wedges for shoes that would correct the posture in such a way to unlock lock your latent psychic powers. Uh, he used to sit from in his house where he had boarded and barred up the windows mm-hmm. shooting uh shooting metal ball bearings into his neighbor's window and then the next day he would go and help him replace the windows and then sure enough come out and do it again um he <laughs> it's ridiculous he at one point got an abandoned house and in this house he dug a pit he just he would drag all the kids out in like the middle of the night to help mm-hmm. him dig this pit. And then after the pit was dug, he used to go in there and just defecate and ejaculate into the pit. And, you know, that was his thinking spot. Okay. <laughs> okay. Was in this pit. Um, he raised a whole, his, his children were, there were a lot of delinquents. Mm-hmm. Um, he at one point in time attempted to, experiment on a bunch of hamsters to see if his shoe wedges would improve their intelligence. But he realized very quickly that he couldn't make shoes for them because their feet were too small. Right. So instead, he sat down and had an earnest talk with them all (laughs) and told them that if they would listen to him and obey and do as he said, he would make 
suits for each of them. Even though he wasn't a tailor, he was a shoemaker. Right. And he tells them, you know, to run on this wheel and to do these other things. And they didn't listen to him. And notably, the psychologist asked him, well, Joseph, how were they going to understand you? They don't speak English, as far as we know. He says, I know, but they didn't listen, even though I talked to them in plain English the way I'm speaking to you now. They just wouldn't listen to me. Um, there are also his delusions. Mm-hmm. You see, his fascination with the shoes came from a uh, delusion whereupon he was spoken to by God, and God said to him, Joseph, you will make these shoes, and you will lead these people to salvation through your shoes. So he tried to make the shoes. Some point along the line, the delusions turned dark, showed him like burning his house, which he attempted multiple times and then finally did burn down his house with all his possessions in it. Mm. Um, He at one point in time attempted to lock his one of his sons. Him and one of his sons worked together in an attempt to kill another one of his sons by locking him in a shipping container full of gasoline, knowing that this kid was eventually going to light up a cigarette and blow himself sky high. <laughs> sure enough, the kid did light up a cigarette inside of the gas. It's not like they hid it from him. They took they took this son down to specifically light this shipping container on fire because it'd be fun. So they all doused in gasoline, and they lured him in, shut the door on him, and eventually the kid lit a cigarette inside of that shipping container, shows up at the door like a Looney Tunes cartoon, covered in black soot, did not die in the fire, partly because the 12-year-old son that was helping Joseph couldn't reach to lock the thing, so he just shoved a milk crate underneath it to block the door. I imagine the explosion Um, probably dislodged that. So... um, Another one of his visions was of a floating head with no mouth that would scream at him and tell him to do things, and that head's name was Charlie. Um, okay. So, yeah, it all in all, if you, you want to go listen, honestly, listening to Henry Zabrowski, uh, you know, quoting the delusions of Charlie, on uh, last podcast on the left, they did an amazing, like, I think it was a two-part episode on mm-hmm. Joseph Callinger. Uh, they should really be like tweeting at us because I I pump them so often on this well, show. Yeah. But it's just a s- overall. If we don't tweet them though. Maybe we should. Maybe we should tweet them. Like it, it's a yeah. fuck. It's a, it, it is a trip and a half. You know what though? Maybe if we did. Never mind. That's that's, that's off a, the air. Yeah. But yeah, the, the Joseph Callender story is just out there. All right. Mm. So now we're gonna move on to something that's a little bit more topical to what we're doing today. Um, and Good trust question, me, though. it is a great question, Sarah. Thank you so much. Um, and I assure you, I like you, it when I have trouble picking which one I want to answer with instead of, oh my God, what, yeah, what really is my answer? answer yeah. So, um, I want you to know that, um, you're going to be angry. You're, we're all, I'm angry at this. Okay. Um, uh, who sends us questions that makes us angry? Doug. You oh, know, no, this every, is a Jordan. Every other time, I guess Jordan is Doug, but this time it was Doug. No, uh, we, we, did get a, we did get a message from Doug, uh, which I'll read, but it's not a question. But uh, Jordan, I still think that we should change his theme song to Dr. Worm because it's Jordan Wormy. They call me Dr. Worm. 
I don't think you know that song, no. though. Um, no. no, you were just singing Dr. Love. You, you were singing Love Dr. Kiss. Love by Kiss. Um, all right, so Jordan says, and Jordan, our friend from Table to Stage. They um, know Jordan. They've listened to the yes, podcast, right? You've listened to the podcast. Jordan, You're not just coming in right now, right? And if you are, right? welcome. Um, Jordan says, which is the better film? Star Wars, but with the cast of Star Trek? Or Star Trek, but with the cast of Star Wars? Which cast members do you put in which roles? Commence speculation. Now, here's the question. Do we just say, fuck you, Jordan, and move on? Or do we actually try to do well, this? There's not, there's not an answer because he didn't specify what Star Trek film we're talking about or what Star Wars film we're talking about. Well, okay, hold on. So do we say Star Wars as in the film? Star Wars. Star Wars. And then Star Trek as in the first movie, Star Trek the Motion Picture, which is a horrible that fucking movie. movie. I mean, overall, overall, outside of like, there's a couple Star Trek films in there that I feel like that casting and everything, it doesn't work out. I would much rather see Star Trek film with the Star Wars cast. I agree. Because in my opinion... It has a better None case. of those actors are William Shatner. <laughs> oh, wait, did I say opinion? No, that one's true. None of the Star Wars yeah. actors have ever been William, William Shatner. Shatner. You are correct. But like if we're talking about if we're talking about that spans the entire generation of stars and the in- every generation of Star Trek, like I could see a Patrick Stewart with his Jean-Luc Picard haircut and everything Being as Obi-Wan an old could've... Obi-Wan. Um, I could see uh, Leonard Nimoy playing Darth Vader. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I could see Ricardo Multibon being the uh, being being the emperor. I think I, I'm staying with my answer. I agree. I agree. So yeah, uh, basically, Jordan, fuck you. Um, next, we Han have Solo would be whoever the chief engineer is because I need the that. problem. Gonzo is Han Solo would be William Shatner. That's what would happen. <laughs> That's what would happen. No, no, I'm saying and that... And Chekhov would be Luke. No, because I'm saying that you're... No, 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 no. Wesley Crusher would be Luke. No. Will, yeah. Will Wheaton play Luke Skywalker. I, no, I'm talking about the Star Trek movies with Star Wars actors. Oh, that, oh, that's yeah. what I wanted. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Wait, was that the question? No, or no, 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 no. Was it yeah, characters or actors? Right. It was one of the, it was the it actors. It was one of the two. Okay, so no, because I want to yeah. see Harrison Ford as, as chief Captain engineer. Kirk. Oh, really? No. Because I think that his sarcastic dry wit fits so That's well Scotty. in in any of the chief engineers' positions. I want or I want Yoda. To I'm pl- giving he, her all she's got, he, Captain. Yeah, I want Yoda to play um, even as Jordy LaForge. Yeah, I want I want Yoda to play McCoy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a doctor I am, not a bricklayer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get off that fucking question. All right, this one. And everyone knows that Luke would be uh, filling the role of wet, of Wesley Crush. Right. Um, so, question for the show. I had to go to Toshi Station because of power converters. Shut up, Wesley. Um, Chris, our guest from the other day, uh, video game Chewbacca Chris. Chewbacca would be Picard. Yes. Video game Chris says, hey, Crouches, hopefully this isn't too late. No, it's not. We, we started late. Because I actually have a couple of questions, and I apologize uh, that they are off topic. I was wondering how you guys felt about the live action remakes of the Disney movies. I personally lamented the apparent loss of hand-drawn animated features with the advent of Pixar DreamWorks Animation Studios, popularity, my favorite movie being Lilo and Stitch, not just because of Stitch's chaotic nature, but due to the fact that the art style mimics watercolor and gives great sense of place. 
in lose my, it. Watch uh, Princess and the Frog. Yeah, uh, in my mind, in my mind, I don't uh, know that you always get that from computer animation. Is the hand drawn animation uh, as an art truly dead? Would you like to see it revived? It's not dead. Look at Princess and the Frog. Yeah, but that movie's five years old. Um, yeah, that movie's fucking incredible. Five yeah. years old is still yeah. um, after. No, it's still after Frozen, I, isn't it? Yeah, uh, no, it's before no, it was, Frozen. It was, it was before. Frozen. So I think it's actually more it was than five before, years old. It was before Tangled. I think it came out at a similar time period as well, like it's still from you yeah. know it's after recently. everyone's like hey CG everything and in fact right. it was after it everyone moved after, to not just CG the but the computerized cell drawings right. like yeah. the computerized traditional animation style. I think, in my opinion, um, do I think it's a dead art form? No, it's not. Do I think it um, is going to? Can it be quote revived? Can it be? No, I don't think, it, in my opinion, I don't think it can be. I think it's going to now be niche. I think it's so for I the think better. You'll see, um, I agree to an extent. But, like, uh, like what I think you're going to see is more, I think, you know, people that try to get back, back to that hand-drawn, even the people that do the hand-drawn movies still will do hand-drawn stuff and then kind of CGI stuff, too, to improve it. Like, I think of Miyazaki, for example. Mm -hmm. Those are hand-drawn. But tell me he's not sitting there once those cells are put in and they're going in and putting right. computer effects yeah. and well, shit like, like that. What, what I'm talking about is... Uh, I pronounce is, it. Is, is, mm -hmm. yeah. Miyazaki, yeah, it yeah. is Miyazaki. Yeah. Um, like, they're not going to... They'll still be hand drawn, but you don't need to do them on cells. You don't need to do them. Right, you want a fucking style. tablet. Yeah. yeah. So you're still gonna get that, but they're going to be taking advantage of these modern technologies that make mm -hmm. the animation process that much easier. Yeah. Um. Like, like I look at video games these days, and um, one of my favorite aesthetics is um. The past 10 years of the Dragon Quest games, past 15 years of Dragon Quest games, they kind of went to that Japanese cell shaded mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z style. It's still been Dragon Ball Z style. It's the Kira Toriyama from the very beginning. But they went to the cell shaded look, you know, like kind of, you know, and I love that shit. You know, and I think it looks cool, but like that, someone did that on a computer. It looks like it was a cartoon drawn. But even outside of that, I mean, Cuphead. Cuphead was traditionally animated. Yeah. Um, you know, down to I believe they did use animation cells, like they did it mm -hmm. full analog traditional style and then scanned yeah. in Which and animated. Yeah, but indie, but indie games are really game. fucking hipster. Yeah. Are, you, are you here that they're actually doing a full blown Cuphead cartoon now? Mm -hmm. I think that's fucking cool. As but well. like, you know, so it's definitely not a dead art form. It's just no. that in the in a, in a modern uh, world, you need to crank these things out a lot faster yeah. than you can yeah. when you have to. Uh, you know, if you if you screw up a cell, well, there's that entire cell out the window. Right here, start over again. It's much easier now to just oh, you want it more like this lasso tool shift right, and mm -hmm. there now you can persist that and you onion skin that down right. the road. It's still going to be hand drawn, hand animated. Mm -hmm. You're not you know bad. <laughs> I I don't even know where to go with this. I was going Macromedia Flash, but. No, no, I get it. But it's Macromedia to Adobe, and now you don't use Adobe Flash in the first place anymore. Right, right. Um, you know, you, you're not going to bad Flash animation motion tween this thing right. or shape tween this thing. Mm -hmm. It's still going to be hand-drawn and onion-skinned one at a time. Right. But and it's going to be faster, easier to maintain, easier to color. Mm -hmm. You're not going to need to ship them overseas to get um, slave labor to well, color. Well, I mean, I mean, that's... that's 
all of the 80s cartoons that we love mm-hmm. and that I grew up with, that's all that was. That was yeah. Korean slave labor. Shit, Simpsons even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Simpsons yeah. is notorious for it. That's why you get so many inconsistencies in the first uh, mm-hmm. season or two. So he has a second question. His second question is, and he's like, have you guys ever thought about a Discord server? It would allow all of the grouch potatoes to come together, all seven of you. You could set up channels for different subjects back or even LFGs day, for we, games. Back in my day, we used IRC. <laughs> IRC. And we tricked people into Alteforing by impersonating NickServe. And then we got banned from the server for a week <laughs> because the NickServe got onto the fact that I was kind of scamming people out of I passwords. Used Club Penguin. Um, true story. So that's a true story. I don't know. Uh, have we thought about doing it? No, we haven't. I got um, banned from Club Penguin for saying tits too much. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's not a bad idea, but I mean, hey, you guys would have to let us know if you're interested in that. If you want a Discord server, then email us, Facebook us, Twitter, and Instagram us, and one of us will probably put it together. I don't really use Discord. I got a lot of friends that do. I do. I, I have a Discord and yeah, I haven't I used it past. I played a couple role playing games with it. Yeah, I play I play role playing games on it. Um, we we like that's, I should that's actually what, check that because I that's think what we used for our Final Fantasy uh, fifteen mm-hmm. guild server. It was yeah. beautiful. Like our I next, got the app. I just don't yeah. use it. Our next uh, our next one comes from uh, Rob, who was on the show a couple. Which uh, Rob? The, the one that's going to help uh, Joe with, with, the bottle, with the colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. um, oh big Rob, not little Rob. Not little gay Rob, medium gay Rob. Because yes. I always think of... You think of Rob. I, I think of Rob Williamson as little gay as Rob. As little gay Rob. So this is medium gay Rob. Okay, so let, let's let's Honestly, codify. when I met him, he was Robbie. So I can just call him Robbie. Um, he goes, okay, I'm a little behind in listening. Currently episode 60. He's counting, evidently. While waiting, no, you, you put them on the thing. No, I put the dates. I don't yeah. number them, no. Uh. Uh, currently episode 60, while waiting to, for work to start, because I'm sitting here listening to you bash Labyrinth, me, uh, and the second you mention another better Bowie movie- oh, I, I must fi- not have been here. I find myself saying, say the hunger. After say the today. hunger. Jim, Jim, you better say the hunger. What did I say? The hunger. Hold on. Thank you for saying the hunger. It's such a great, twisted, strange film. And also, let me know when you're going to start that remake project. Yeah, wait. I had this idea about putting Trent Reznor in a cage. What did you figure out? Oh, wait, what happened? After today, we're only four episodes away from episode 69. Yay. Um, Is that the one where we uh, videotape? Never mind. Yeah. Um, and, and then he also he also <laughs> goes a on. a very personal yeah. fetish. He goes on to tell us that the, uh, the, fifth, the, the fifth edition Shadowrun book uh, has shitty bindings, and he's right. Um, and he just, yeah, he just is letting us know that he loves the show and that he uh, wants to come back on at some point. Rob, you were a good guest, so yeah, we'll you probably were. have you back on. Um, all right, so next one, and then there's a very special one at the end that I want to do. Um, this one's from Steven, who was on our uh, show. Spider-Man. A Spider-Man show. He goes, hey, Grouches, I'm looking for a good... Wait, st- then who, who asked the other question, the one about the... That was Chris. Oh, Chris. Okay. From yeah. the video game. From the video game one. Episode, okay. Yeah. Episode, yeah. Um, Steven says, hey, Grouches, I'm looking for a good story out of this one. What is your favorite moment or event that has ever happened to you in an RPG you are playing? It could be either a LARP, a tabletop, etc. but it has to be something your character did. Thanks, guys, and keep it coming. <sighs> favorite moment. Um... 
I can tell you the most, the longest coming one. Nah, that's not a very good one, though. That's my favorite moment. Favorite moment. This is a tough one. I mean, a lot of cool shit happened in our game. Yeah. There was some good stuff. I'm trying to think, of, but I feel like we've regaled them with stories of our yeah. game before. So I'm trying to think um, of some other characters that I've played that they did some cool stuff. Um, I think one of the, my favorite things is uh, in the LARP I'm playing now at Fantasy Quest is um, I have um, art imitating life. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taken in a bunch of kids and I'm like their dad figure. I think it's one of the things I most most enjoy right now is that I'm like mm-hmm. a dad figure to like seven he's seven young people in oh jim game. i forgot to tell you that like just about an hour ago yeah i think it was 130 something yeah yeah, oh, so, mouth yeah noises. about an hour yeah. ago i made extended mouth noises okay so, i said we weren't gonna edit it so we didn't I i'm pretty sure no yeah. one's listening to us at this point <laughs> i think they've all turned it off go ahead who's got you who's got one, one? i yeah. was a god once and that was awesome that was a good one that was just yeah. I used telepathy to trick a bugbear into thinking mm-hmm. he was hearing the literal voice of God. He believed it. Came around the corner. I think uh, fooled you. Yeah, I was just that was fun moment. Uh, I'm also quite fond of the writing the Draco Lich. That's that just our awesome. thing yeah. now. Our, our fastball special. That is just a thing that mm-hmm. we do. Um, hold on. Okay. Uh, non-noticeable break. Hey, Shit. how come that line's higher than the one before the break? Shut up, Gonzo. What does that mean? <laughs> Gonzo, God. Well, no, no, what does that mean? I don't know what I waves don't know. do. I have no idea. Um, So, in uh, not our not our uh, Ravenloft campaign. Uh-huh. Did that pick up? Um, not really. In the second Ravenloft campaign, where I joined Sorry, late, Jamie. I had, uh, I joined this group that was a bunch of these, like, one of them was this, like, fish out of water type that just got thrown into Barovia. One of them was this very sad backstory. One of them was this wizard who was just trying to find his way home. And I joined as a character that was a drunken master monk, Asimar, whose mother just like pulls pranks on him. His mother is an angel that pulls pranks on him and like does dipshit things to him to fuck with him. It's like a slapstick little Mickey. He's essentially the big Lebowski, but his mom is an angel. Um, and so I one time got us all kicked out of a city because we walked into this town and the mayor was very, um, excited about all the parties he was throwing. And my character was asking him about like booze and drugs and things like that, that would be available. And he was like, we don't do any of that. We're just having good festive. And I literally, I turned to him and I went, your parties suck. (laughs) And the DM was like, all right, roll for initiative. Cause he's going to sick his guards after you. And I was like, Cool, I'm an Asimar. I pop my wings and I jump out the window. <laughs> and I got us all kicked out of town because the, the rest of the party was there and they were like, yeah, I guess we'll just go now. <laughs> so we are not allowed back in that town because I told the mayor his parties suck. But I feel like it was pretty in character. Our final question. Uh, actually, no, I, I, we have a really quick one. Actually, I'm not going to read that one. That's no, just... Well, you know. like that. Our final question is from some, from some douche named Joseph Richard Foreign. Yeah. Who's that fucking guy? Um, 
Yes, yeah, so our, our very own... I think it's you, Joe. Our very it's own me. Grouch, Joe. Joe, do you want to read the question or should I? I'll I mean, read it. You can read it. Hey, Grouches, and any possible guests, at this point I'm sitting at the table with you and it's probably a minimum of 12 hours from now. It's like it's like 15. I sent it at 9 a.m. <laughs> so I'll have forgotten this question, but I thought it would make for an interesting brief discussion. When you are dreaming and you realize you're dreaming, what is the first thing you try to do with your infinite dream god powers? I'll save my answer for on the air. Gonzo? That's a lie he already told me, because I asked him off air. So what, During what, the unpublicized break yeah. that I'm not supposed to be talking about. So what's uh what's um what's your answer then, Gonzo? I don't know. I don't really recall dreaming much in like mm -hmm. recent memory. Okay. Um I don't know. I know the dumb lucid dreaming tricks that you can use to like get yourself to realize it. If you start to realize like this is more of a, a primer once again. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um if you start to sort of realize that you might be dreaming, you know, there's a couple easy tricks. One, try and plug your mouth and nose. See if you can still breathe. If you can, you're dreaming. <laughs> That's great. Two, open a page of, uh, find a book, open to a random page. Look at the words on the page. Okay? Look at them again. If they're different, you're probably dreaming. Uh, looking at clocks tends to help because the brain doesn't, remember or process them quite the same. It's because so. time is just a bullshit construct. Yeah. So things like that. Uh, those are e sort of your easy am I dreaming tells. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to be spinning a top or doing any of that Inception nonsense. Right. Legitimately, just plug your mouth and nose, try to breathe. That's really good yeah. idea. You know, because you in the waking world aren't, unless, unless you all got sleep apnea, in which case... That sensation of choking might just mean you all got sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. Well, I have sleep apnea, and I wear a mask for it, so I feel fine. But even when I did have sleep apnea, I never felt like I was choking. I'd wake up after snoring all night, and my throat would be on fire. But mm -hmm. yeah. Um, no, sometimes sometimes I, I... It's not really that. I don't think I have sleep apnea necessarily. Just sometimes I think I stop breathing. Well, yeah, everyone, stop, everyone breathes differently when they're asleep. Um, mine... Um, so usually when I realize something's a dream, mm -hmm. it's one of two things. It's either something scary is happening. Mm -hmm. If I realize it's a dream, what will I try to do? I will try to immediately teleport myself somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, or it's something sad. Right. Like I'm talking to my dad mm -hmm. or, um, you know, any of my friends that have died right. or something horrible is happening mm -hmm. um, and I'm dealing with the pain of it happening. And then I realize after I'm like this horrible. Oh, wait a minute. Th mm -hmm. This isn't really happening. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll immediate, immediately try to um, visualize something that makes me laugh. Okay. Yeah, something like that. What's yours? So this actually, the reason this came up is because it happened to me last night. Okay. I was having this dream, and I was driving to, I had driven past my apartment, dropped people off, and I was looking for a parking spot. And all of a sudden, I was walking, and I was talking to this homeless man. And during the conversation, I thought to myself, wait, I was just driving. Where the fuck 
where the fuck did I leave my car? Why did I get out of my car? When did I get out of my car? Oh shit, I'm dreaming. And I realized in that experience that the first thing that I do when I realize that I'm dreaming is I conjure the image of one of my best friends from high school. Uh, she sat next to me in homeroom, this girl, Angela Giovi. We sat next to each other essentially all the way from freshman year all the way to senior year, and we would just hang out. She was one of my best friends, now ex-girlfriend, but girlfriend at the time. Um, and I conjure this image just because I don't – I've seen her a couple times. The last time I saw her, she surprised me by showing up to Sweeney Todd. And I had oh, no okay. idea she was coming. I didn't even know she knew about it, but I guess she saw it on my Facebook and was like, yeah, you know, he's been talking about this show since high school. I want to go support him. Um, and she showed up. And so now I like, I conjure that image every time I'm dreaming just because I never see her. So that's like how we, how I hang out with her now. Sure. I'm sure I could reach out and be like, Hey, do you want to hang out at some point? Sure. But like she has a super busy schedule and I have a busy schedule. So like, finding times that match up but i just realized in that moment when i woke up i was like oh shit i do that every fucking time and so i thought you know interesting thing interesting tidbit that is interesting if you want to tell us what you do when you're dreaming crouch potatoes you can email us couchcrouches at gmail.com you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash couchcrouches and on instagram and twitter it's at couchcrouches and you can send us any interesting things that you have news articles questions conversation topics things about star wars you'd like us to talk about things about video games or any other nerd things or even non-nerd things that you want to talk about you can feel free to send us whatever the fuck you want because it's a free goddamn country god bless i don't want to say it hey so we're kind of committed to it now i just bought a HDMI capture card, so okay. we're gonna be we're playing recording Mario some stuff episode and uh, putting 69. it on YouTube. Sounds good. Episode six. Uh, black uh, Gonzo's. Well, we black... should probably record it before yeah, that, so yeah. we can edit it and exactly. post it in time. But, Gonzo's yeah. Black Magic Corner. Have you summoned the demons? No, nah, but I did also just add two more volumes of Hellblazer into that <laughs> order before I clicked go because it's already a hundred bucks. What's sixty? Or uh, what? What's an additional thirty? That's yeah. fine. All right. Um, anything we're forgetting? I uh, don't think so. If we didn't get to your message today, we'll try to get to it next time. There, There's there just a, a lot. Doug message in there. Um, yeah, I mean, I could just read Doug's real quick. I'm not even going to put his theme music on. Basically, what he said was, uh, we're "Return run out of theme." Nah, I just we'll start over here. You know, make you happy, Hun. Uh, <laughs> Duck's message is literally it's called return and it says uh, like fuck you'll comply with a cease and desist order sorry for the lapse of communication catching up now Chris was a great guest I feel bad for Matthew Broderick Sarah Jessica Parker is definitely sapping his youthful looks because he has not aged well hope to get you back with questions this week oh, Godzilla. now roll that beautiful bean footage that's literally <laughs> what he puts roll so. that beautiful bean footage uh, so we're looking for well, one of the things you guys have to look forward to next week is a message from Doug and maybe we'll play his song as long as Disney doesn't fucking shut us down. Yeah. So uh, with that, I guess we'll call it a day for Couch Crouches. This is Jim. I'm Joe. I'm Gaza. Did we do this to open? We, no, Fuck we didn't introduce ourselves at the beginning. An audience? We fucked up. <laughs> Date you a girl named Marissa because spelled backwards. That says ass I ram.
And if that ain't a sign, I don't fucking know what is. 